official controller podcast is now the property of Zudamax Media. Don't forget to like, share, and leave a review wherever you found this show. Zudamax Media is the world's largest streaming service straight out of Mexico. Welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast. Episode 73, the best co-op games of all time. With me, George, as always joined by Bobby, king of co-op, to my king of the co-op dividend card. <laughs> now, you, now, you probably don't know what a co-op dividend card is, but the co-op in the UK is actually a little chain of supermarkets, cooperatives. And you get mm. your little card called the Divi card. I ain't even got a Divi card, but do you know what? Hmm. For poops and giggles, Bobby, that's the intro. How the devil are you, friend? I'm all right, good. You? Settling into life in America well. Um, loving it here. Again, your company, Aniva's company, is next level. I enjoy every part of us living together and doing this wonderful podcast together. Waking up every morning, seeing your face. Uh, we don't sleep. Or do we? Are we like Bert and Ernie on Sesame Street? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. Okay, all right. <laughs> we sleep in the same bed in our gym pajamas, uh, and either bring it. That's well, we'll go with it for now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I've got I've got a non-legal firearm mm-hmm. now, which I carry on my person all the time in a holster. Yep. I've got some spurs and a Stetson. Which you don't let me wear the holster out, but you do let me walk around the streets of New York dressed as a cowboy, which I appreciate. And yeah. I pull my bandana up as my face mask. No one bats an eyelid anymore, Bobby. No, no one bats anymore. an eyelid. I'm just—it's perfect time for this. It's perfect time to. If move you wanted to, to be like a Western Coast player person, this is the time for you. Living the dream. Yeah. Let's let's welcome people new and old to the show. Give them a rundown. Got the news coming up. Got some. Hold your horses here, partner. We've got some uh, Minecraft news coming up. The feature, of course, which is at the top of the show and probably on your iDevice or whatever it is you're peering at, is the best co-op games in history. I've probably changed the title, best co-op games ever, whatever. He's talking about co-op games. (laughs) Then, once that's done, everybody knows it's the triumphant return of Listener Stingray, where we see what you've been picking up little monkeys and then we slip and we slop and we slide into the new releases as the big man the real deal himself turns up with the new release highlights and we pick a vhs and all that other jazz and then the show ends when i ask bobby what he's hoping to play but odders my good friend pull over on route 66 wrap your fingers tight around that no 56 chevy steering wheel friend Bury the pedal to the metal, as I ask Bobby. What you been playing? Take a guess. Zombie Army 5000. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> I've just been playing that nonstop, man. It's awesome. Me and my boy Marlon are playing it. Uh, his son joined us Thursday night after he did his homework. So we had a third player. We had a random fourth player, and we were just going to town in that game. 
Wow. I, I just love it. Oh, you know, I love that? it so much that randomly looking through the PSN store, they had Rebellion, the developer company, had yeah. a game called Strange Brigade. Oh, yeah. Which is basically the same game except 1930s Egypt. So it was $5. Boom. Bought that. Just that yesterday. Good? I don't know if it's good, but I saw the, tra- the trailer of the video. Yeah. And it looks, the gameplay is identical. So... I'm Strange in, I'm in. Brigade actually. Strange Brigade. That actually appeals to me more than Zombie 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 Army. Is it Zombie yeah. Army? Mm-hmm. I want to call it Zombie Nation Army. It's just Zombie <laughs> Army, zombie right? Army, yeah. Zombie Army five thousand. Yeah. The four hundred and ninety ninth, sequel to the initial Zombie Army game. Yeah. Is there like a story that as you play through the story advances, or is it just like here's some random level in your no, game? No, it's with your just, it's a whole. It's a whole story. So I guess whatever happened after three yeah. continues on to here, which Is I have like the trilogy. CGI in between saying you've just took this dam or you've took this research yeah. facility. There's some pretty cool cutscenes in there. And then depending who your character is or who you're playing with, it'll change up the actual character. So not just like a it's not just one, you know, stock cutscene. It yeah. Depends who you have. Even if you have like a, a DLC costume, it gets added in there, which is pretty cool. Uh, I like it when cutscenes yeah. take into account. Yeah, I love what that because doing. I'm like, you just yeah. changed the whole, like, you got me out of the game for a little bit. So we yeah. got Strange Brigade, which is cool. Uh, randomly, Sniper 3, Elite. That's by Rebellion as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That was $4.99, so I bought that. <laughs> and then Sniper 4, Ultimate the Edition. The guy who's meant to be saving diligently for a <laughs> PS5 is like, well, just take it out me one cent and dollar yeah. at a time, friend. They have Sniper Elite Four Ultimate Edition. Yeah, it was it was eighty nine ninety nine, and it's on sale now for I think thirteen fifty. So, I mean, that's a huge discount. I never see anything go from eighty nine ninety nine to thirteen fifty. Not even in GameStop. Is that, have I is, seen? Has Eva started to take on some sort of sculpture project? I see. No, she's that's, been... no that's probably the guy downstairs. Oh, I thought I He's thought been that hanging might up. be. Uh, like stolen pictures. Oh, okay. Because I saw this week, earlier this week, Eva had a seven foot by four foot marble block delivered to the main hall in Tom's, uh, you know, Tom's apartment that you live on the East Wing, I live yeah. on the West Wing. Yeah. And she's been trying to chisel what looks like a neoclassical Greek statue out of it. You know? Yeah, she was inspired by the classical statue from Animal Crossing that she got from Red. Oh, okay. So she's trying to replicate that. She'd slipped Jeff Bezos a couple of dollars and got a, a stoneworking chisel and wooden mallet mm-hmm. and uh, a YouTube channel, How to Chisel Plaster <laughs> and yeah. Marble. And she's set too. I mean, I'm inspired. I sometimes take my Twinkie and my beef jerky down to the central atrium to watch her hair tied up. She's got like a chisel holding it up in a <laughs> holding bun. Holding the bun, yeah. 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 And uh, she's there chiseling away at uh, a neoclassical Greeks Roman private parts. So yeah. uh, she spent a long time on that, Bobby, though, that midriff section. Yeah, she's really trying to get that as tight of a six pack as possible. Yeah, the, the, the head where she started looks a little bit like Fisher Price, my first um, sculpture. Yeah, it's very but awkward. Then as we pan down the body, the the realism and attention to detail seems to get yeah. greater. Well, I, yeah, exactly. I, like, you can see that from the beginning 
yeah. towards her middle progression. And then, I mean, listen, if those toes don't look like a real toe, <laughs> by the time she's done, she, she, she I think by the time she gets to the knee, Bobby, she'll have lost all interest and she'll just <laughs> turn it into a square plinth, you know, where they go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I, I'd like to imagine that Eva's decided to pick up the shoe. While we're busy, she's decided to turn her attention to the man's to the statue's backside, and he's, yeah. he's, he's chiseling away at the uh, glutes. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me tell you, my good friend, what I've been mm-hmm. playing. Grand Theft Auto Four. Yeah, the, you. the more I play it, the more I think this game's an absolute masterpiece. Again, it helps me. Uh, get into the world of living in as a being a New Yorker. Uh, Dave! <laughs> down, Dave, Dave. Again, it? Local taxi driver. Mm-hmm. Um, he, yeah, and, and the story for me, I, now, the first time I played it, it was around, it was a little earlier than I am now. I kind of, the game hits a bit of a strange mid-game lull where you kind of just lose, you get get a little bit swamped and you lose interest in it a little bit and you kind of get distracted from the game. And I found myself, so I played it for a lot of time, don't get me wrong, it, it, all week and then all day Saturday. Um, I got into a little bit of a a lull of it. I was like, oh, I'm a bit, I'm a bit sort of, I've almost had enough of this. So I, as a as a change of pace, I broke out the original God of War and. Mm. Um, one thing I'll tell you about that is, is it, now there are some early 2000 tropes in there. Now, I'm not talking all the gratuitous newity of the female characters or any yeah. of that, but I'm talking some of the gameplay loop and mechanics and the way the game is structured feels very of a time. Mm-hmm. But when you get rolling and you start comboing up, I've got to, just before the show, I was in my side of the... Um, suite that we have and i'd got to the the desert i think that's probably about halfway through the game at a guess yeah yeah and you have to use sound to find the sirens in the desert that call you out all different places and there's a very shadow of the colossus style guy walking around with a temple on his back and some of the sim uh you know the vision and the the idea of it is absolutely um hypnotizing to yeah, keep this sh- look, I can't get enough of it, and I'm I'm using the time to play that short nine to ten hour campaign. I'd say playing mm-hmm. it blind for the first time. I'm using that as a little break now, a natural break in my GTA before I strive to the end game. I think I'm probably about twenty missions from finishing the Nico Bellic version story. It's still my favourite GTA of all time. It really is. I think it's a work of art. Uh, the colours, the people say it's very brown GTA Four. But the colour palette just fits. Like the buildings in Queens and, and Brooklyn, they're very industrial, they're very brown. Um, they've set GTA 4 in a time where the trees are turning brown and it's sort of got that autumnal feeling to it. And I just think they just nailed it right. Yeah. And, and you know, you cross the equivalent of Brooklyn Bridge and you're in a flow of traffic and you've got the radio on and there's a load of taxis, there's taxis and police cars and you think to yourself, this is such an accurate representation, considering the tech limitations in 2008. This is fantastic. Um, and in a way, still looks fantastic now. Keep it current, Bobby. I don't want to get too distracted on games that probably predate half of our audience listener base. <laughs> but uh, I also got my grubby mitts on a copy of Star Wars Squadrons. 
for the PS4. How's it? Played it in PSVR. I do you know what? I think it's a good game. Mm-hmm. I will boil it down though. This is not me hating on it, so bear with me. It's very much the flying sections from Battlefront One and Two, the most recent version of Star Wars Battlefront that we've had. Okay. It's very much the flying elements of that nailed together with some story and slapped out as a full price game. That's the bad. Mm-hmm. That's the EA. Now, on Battlefront 1, we got a um, Rogue One PSVR spin-off, which I actually found to be more of an interesting work of using the engine to tell a bit of an interesting story. So far in my playthrough of Star Wars Squadrons, that element of storytelling is a bit lacking. But I haven't played it on the flat screen. I've played it in VR. And thank goodness I've put hours into No Man's Sky in VR because... You know, giving you that full circle of vision. I can't imagine what it's like playing it on a flat screen when you're trying to track an enemy. When you're tracking an enemy in VR and you can look up through the canopy at the target you want to be chasing down and bring the ship round to bear on it, it's so encompassing. Oh, wow. It, yeah, it is really good. It takes you out of it a little bit when you're using the controller because if if you've played No Man's Sky, you use the move remote, remote okay. move move controllers i wanted to call them move emotes it's not what they are at all the move ones whatever they call them you use the playstation move to grab the control stick and the throttle and that's how you move and the buttons on there become your your weaponry and all that other stuff and that that works fantastically well that option is not here in star wars squadrons for whatever reason i don't know so you have these imaginary hands either side of you and this is well, another one of those examples, Bobby, where I described to you a game I would like and we're both like, oh, we'd, oh I want that. Yeah. Um, but you use the controller, which kind of takes you out of it a little bit. But I understand to, to get the game out and make it compatible across a magnitude of devices, it's probably the easiest fix. You've then got sections where you're in the hangar bay of either a TIE squadron or an X-Wing or a Rebel or Imperial squadron and, and, and you're basically doing that. Now... <sighs> I don't know what it's like on the standard version, but you can't move about. You kind of root it to the spot and you kind of look at doorways and move and it loads up the next room. So in a way, I sometimes think to myself, why did they bother? Obviously the meal, the real meat of this star Wars experience is being in the ship and flying it and watching the X foils turning all the way behind you and seeing your astromech droid um, and all that sort of stuff. And the rest of it is the icing on the cake. But, I want more. I want to be able to move around my ship in the hangar as and when I want to. I want to be able to go up to people and talk to them as and when I want to, to be a more interactive experience. If you really wanted to, I didn't, but I think you could just, you could ignore learning the backstory of your co-pilots and just focus on getting out in the ship and flying. You could probably skip the mission briefing altogether because it kind of gets explained and waypointed out there in the game. So yeah, it, it, it's a bit of a. I've seen some of the reviews coming in. It's reviewed well. I would yeah. say it's a little bit of a hodgepodge of some interesting ideas off the back of the Battlefront Two flying experience that has been nailed together in a nice way. And there's nothing offensive about it. If you put if you put my own gun to my head, if you drew it out my holster, Bobby, right now and said, "Give me a score," I'd probably mm-hmm. say seven out of ten. That's not bad. It's not terrible, Mm-mm. but the thing is, the sum of its parts could have been so much more. I'll play it through. Um, 
we'll see where we get to see what my opinion of it is when I've totally finished it. I've not touched the multiplayer. I don't really do multiplayer. So maybe I'm missing the biggest part of the game. And maybe that's the reason why a load of people wanted it. But for me, I wanted to fulfill my boyhood dream of being an X-Wing pilot or a TIE fighter pilot. And to that end, obviously we've got the immortal X-Wing versus TIE fighter on PC. Even then that felt like a slightly deeper sort of semi experience. But this is the closest thing we've had in two decades to scratching that itch and giving everyone the VR option. It probably made it even more involving, you know? So, like I say. Well, hopefully it does good because imagine those ideas, you know, even better next gen would be. Oh. I don't think the gen's holding it back. I think it was maybe because it was announced. I don't know when they started work on it, but it was announced and within a very short space of time, bosh, it popped through my letterbox uh, or your mailbox, as we call it here in the US. And, you know, it was a very quick incubation time. One would imagine if they've got the Battlefront tool, Battlefront 2 tools, they can just go nail that together, nail that together. It won't take long. Probably the majority of the development time was playtesting and rendering yeah. the player models that you interact with. That 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 makes sense. Um, yeah, so I'm not, there's, there's, I'm only frustrated because it could have been so much more of a Star Wars simulator than it actually is. It's a very good flight simulator. It plays well. Uh, the ships respond well, even in the VR and, and the rendering on, if anyone's watching, who has got PSVR. It's a definite pickup. I think, um, the actual quality of the graphics in there are fantastic. You sit in a chair, you hold the controller and you're in an x-wing um awesome yeah it is really cool anyway enough of me blathering on it's time for the news bobby we've scoured the very darkest regions of the internet to bring you the latest stories first up the cedar bobby do you want to take this little bit of news yep got starlight star bright that's Uh, do you know what that line's from like that little Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Like isn't, it fr- isn't it from Madonna? Starlight, star bright. I'm always really Madonna fans. Oh, Sorry. right. Okay. That, but that's, that's what I thought it was. Okay. Well, Sorry. let's make it that. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. What's the, That would have been a better, especially for our audience. They're all 12. Uh, it's, uh, Starfield <laughs> is currently Bethesda's uh, priority ahead of the Elder Scrolls Six. But apart from a teaser shown in E3 in 2018, we haven't seen their sci-fi RPG will actually look like. Now a trio of images appeared on uh, image hosting site Imager, claiming to be leaked from Starfield. One is an in-game shot of an astronaut who appears to be standing on a space station. Another shows a close-up of a UI element from the first screenshot. And the third is a spaceship with some scorch marks on the uh, and wear and tear. They do seem to match the rugged and relatively realistic space frontier vibe we're expecting. And on front of the UI, uh, and in front, the UI matches that on the watch teaser and sign up buttons on Starfield website. So take these pics with a grain of salt, but they could be legit. Among the rumors cur- cur- currently swirling around is that these images are from a 2018 build of Starfield rather than a current one. Is that uh, Red Diesel, Vin Diesel's cheaper, more industrial brother, blasted up and down in his Honda Civic with the front pipe taken off out there? You know, I'm not sure. This is a new sound to me. It's a new car. So I don't yeah. know who it is yet. But we'll in the UK, we, uh, 
you can get cheap diesel, right? And it's mm-hmm. called red diesel because they put a dye in it, so it can only be used on. Um, and so it's got a red. You know, diesel's normally white or sort of goldish looking, and they they put this dye in red diesel um, to stop people using it in their car because it dyes the filters. And you pay less tax on red diesel than you do on standard. Same diesel, but you pay less tax on red diesel because it's for doing a job with. Yeah. So that's why I see Vin Diesel's sort of slightly cheaper low-end uh, Queen's brother being called Red Diesel. And he's sense. got a clapped-out Honda Civic. Because um, drag racing we, has we're been making, up here. We're making all these characters, but I've yet to see Adam the Artist produce um, any of these in artwork. Does he need me to officially reach out to him, do you think, and say, draw all these characters? I mean, if he has time, I, I don't know. He's just kind of busy, I think. Knocking up those new pictures he's drawing. He's redoing a lot of them too. Yeah, he has. Well, good. on that note, before we go too much deeper into the news, here's one bit of news. The monthly winner of the best comment of the month gets to win a piece of Adam's art exclusively from his store on Etsy. Now, do you want to announce the uh, the winner of this month's past experience yeah give me a second to look for it in the chat okay which i don't even know when i sent it to building up the tension so at the minute we we totally are i feel like uh oh here we go here we are now i'm gonna try to do it it's just rave it's just rave. If you're listening, it's just rave. Reach out to us, buddy, because you've just got yourself an exclusive piece of artwork. And if you're listening for the first time, you're like, "What? These pair of American fools?" Because I'm class myself as American now, Bobby. I've, <laughs> I, I, I've lived here long enough, right? I've yeah, paid, yeah. I've paid the IRS. These pair of American dudes give out stuff for free just by sending in a comment. That's right, new listener. Yeah. All you got to do is keep your eye out on Instagram and comment when we put up the weekly post asking for comments. And if your comment's been good enough, every month we decide between us in a conflab who's going to be the winner. And they get awarded the choice of wares from Adam's store. Doesn't really get any better than that. Doesn't. It's just Rafe. Congratulations. Let's put, let's put together four new listener sounds or it's just rave. They're not called claps anymore. That's what the, that's what the uneducated call them. Yeah. They're called new listener hand combinations. But they are. <laughs> I like it. Guess what? Mojang Spelunky. This year brought a big update to Minecraft's nether regions. <laughs> <laughs> Next year, it's the turn of its caves and cliffs. Announced today during Minecraft Live for the release in the summer of 2021, Microsoft announced uh, Microsoft acknowledged the update would take a little longer than usual, and there'd be no update to Minecraft this Christmas, as has become the norm. This is a massive update with a large variety of features to truly have something for all players, and we're excited to release it for all platforms next summer, Mojang said. Due to the massive size of the update, the team need more time to work on it than usual, which is why there will not be a traditional game update this holiday. 
So what do we have to look forward to? Well, lots of caves, obviously. Expect new cave types filled with fresh blocks, mobs, items, and more. Copper ore is being added as a new resource you can mine and craft into items such as new lightning rod. Imagine a lightning rod on top of Skull Mountain. For all those that don't know what Skull Mountain is, go check it out. The unofficial controller's much now unloved and dust-filled YouTube channel for the Minecraft playthrough. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might be surprised. You might even see my face. Anyway, imagine a lightning rod on top of there attracting lightning down and lighting its eyes up. Man, that would be That'd absolutely be That would be amazing. That would be cool. You would see uh, it from a distance, too. Oh, that would be... That would be too cool. Eva's working on the lower part of the uh, midsection now. Uh, (laughs) Crystal (laughs) geodes will also be added, letting you craft a telescope. How cool is that? Imagine in one of his eyes a telescope or coming out of his mouth a telescope. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, These geodes sound rare. Mojang describes them as near mystical. Wow. Stalactites, they're the ones pointing down. and Stalagmites are the ones pointing up. Uh, Will also be added. These pointy blocks will cause damage if you touch them. As if I need anything else to kill me in Minecraft. <laughs> Expect, apart from my own stupidity. Expect caves to vary more in size and shape, featuring enormous caverns, underground lakes, and waterfalls to raft down. That sounds beautiful. A new archaeological arc. <laughs> Indiana Jones would be turning in his grave right now. A new archaeology system was also mentioned, which will let you discover buried ruins you can dust off to find artifacts. These new areas will be inhabited by several mobs. The warden is a hostile enemy which will sense your movement. An oxalotl fish will meanwhile be friendly and can even help you in fights. Above ground, cliff faces are being redesigned to look more like actual mountains. Sad face to Minecraft history. It's all going and getting changed. Oh, and there will be goats. Um, During one of the playthroughs of the unofficial controller podcast YouTube channel of Minecraft. Mm-hmm. I somehow got onto the subject of archaeology and told you to try and look up a show called Time Team, which is on YouTube, a UK series about archaeology. Did you ever mm-hmm. get the chance? Add that to the list of things to do with either on the off watch, yeah. Time Team episodes, and Dead Calm, which you still haven't watched. I can tell from that look in your eye. You haven't seen it. Maybe if she can finish watching uh, we, sc- sculpture, actually, sculpture for beginners. Actually, no, we're, we're done. It's, it's my turn to watch the show. So your, we take turns watching shows. So it's my pick. So I'm trying to... Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go all in on Time Team because there's probably about 400 episodes, pal. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'll check it out. Maybe you could trade in your turn to watch for Dead Calm. And you could watch that and then let her have a ride and then lull her into a false sense of security. Like, oh, Bob, I don't want to watch a series. So I'll pick something and then, bam, get her right between the solar plexus <laughs> with Time Team. DDT yeah. through a flaming table. <laughs> Quickly, just what do you make of that Minecraft news? You don't play Minecraft, but hey, would you want to I mean, see me work through that when it comes out? I would definitely take a look at that. But I don't know how I would feel about them with the realistic mountains. Because I felt like from watching what it was, not knowing what it was, and then watching you play it, I kind of thought the world was interesting. And does it have to be like life, like life to be good? Mm. And now you're going to change still some of the be, backgrounds. Yeah, I think it will still be made of blocks, but they're just trying to make sure it's not all like just... super realistic? Not super realistic, no. They're just trying to vary up the textures to make it look a little bit more like a mountain and not just a green blob of dirt. 
Okay, that'd be that'd be dope. Yeah, I see. When you got to the top of the higher mountains in Minecraft, they were like mainly rock and other bits Uh and bobs. But I think they're going to try and vary up the gradients and bits and bobs. Let's see how it works out. Yeah, maybe we can complain after the change if we don't like it. Much yeah, oh yeah, always always try it out before you complain. Much like this next bit of news, Bobby. What? What? (laughs) Can't wait for you to read this out. Then me and you have a good old chin waggle about this one. We got Peter Peter. Well, Insomniac <laughs> Games said that Peter's Parker model will be updated and model Spider-Man's remastered on PS5. We didn't think that the nerdy protagonist would be getting an entirely new face. There's no doubt that the new face has a younger look to it, but reckon that's arguably a better fit for Peter's cheeky sense of humor. Pete's 23 in Marvel Spider-Man, and although his original mug doesn't look particularly old, we always we always sound him to look like a little older. But what's your thoughts here, listeners? Yeah, we... Now, for me, it's a weird because it's a totally different face. Yeah, I've played the wheels off um, yeah. Marvel Spider-Man. I really clicked with it, platinumed it. It was yeah. easy, achievable platinum mm-hmm. as you were playing through. You, could, you know, once you've done your new game, plus it dropped. I spent a lot of time with that character model. Yeah. And there were times where it looked... You know, he's not the most handsome devil, is he, PS4 Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. But there was something about that that I quite enjoyed, where it was like, oh, this is a different take on it. Yeah, I kind of felt like he looked like a regular dude almost. Yeah. Which was and the, cool. And he looked like, he looked a little bit like um, Grant Gustin's Barry Allen from the Flash TV series. He he, he was less sort oh, of... Oh, yeah, a little bit like that. Yeah, okay, he was very yeah, science this Peter, wasn't he, in, yeah. in, in the PS4 version? Now, this version that they've done, the remastered version for PS5, I've, I'm going to be lucky enough to be the recipient of the uh, bumper edition, which is going to be Mars Morales, thank you, Sony, and yeah. the Peter Parker retelling, the remastered version, yeah. which I'm excited about, play it through all again. And the new model, for me, will be a reason to do it. Yeah. Now, the thing is, my only concern is from... The looks of the gameplay, now don't get Mardu with me, Sony. I know mm-hmm. we've reached this new relationship with each other, but <laughs> don't kick me out of bed right yet. The um This new fresh face Peter is gonna look like he's dating a thirty year old woman in uh, their version yeah, of Yeah, they would have Jane. to change I mean it's and very odd. Doc Ock, I thought he looked great in the PS4 version. Mm-hmm. But next to this version of Peter Park, is it not going to look weird, these character models mixing together? I think so. Especially towards the end of the game. I'm not giving any spoilers, where he's interacting with another character. Yeah. As like a mentor. Yeah. Uh, you know, he looked, I guess, the right age, or his face looked the right was maturity. My... Yeah. My, he seems a little young here. We did like, get younger an... looking. Yeah, we didn't get an origin story Spider-Man on the PS4. He already had his powers. He had already done some stuff. Which is great. You know, when Dave, his games, uh, his house is completely all over the place. That minute, for me, what dragged me into the game was that intro. Mm -hmm. He's bouncing around trying to get his clothes on. He web zips his toast. He jumps out the window and swings. and Bam, you're in control of him. You yeah. are Spider-Man, and it felt great. You weren't Amazing. walking around on a school science project and getting bit by a spider and fighting a wrestler in some bizarre match as you learn your powers and growth. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, that would be cool. But what we got was a Spider-Man that knew his powers and yeah. understood them and grew as you played. Now, for an older Peter to mentor this said character, mm-hmm. I think we can say who who is Miles Morales. I don't think, seeing as the game's coming out, he yeah. was working on the... He's uh, still going in. Hmm. As soon as you hit record, things happen. It's amazing. Look, you know, we're indulging our passion. She's That's indulging that, hers. Uh, I yeah. agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> So he meant he's going to mentor him. The old style Peter, I can imagine. This new one looks younger than Miles. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. So we're going to rework his face now or what? Is he going to be 12 by the time we get to the PS6? It was an odd thing to do. Especially, I mean, I guess moving forward, you're going to have obviously more Spider Man games, so it would make sense. People might forget about it. I'll tell you one thing that uh, Insomniac didn't deserve, though. The, the death threats. The crazy. death threats. I mean, bro. And they've basically said, just bear with us, see how it pans out. If you've got the PS4 mm-hmm. version, that's that, Peter. In this PS5 version, to make things work better with the way the Miles story, story evolves and develops and moves to the sequel to Spider-Man, it's going to work a hell of a lot better than we have this guy. Yeah, I'd imagine there's also been pressure from Sony, who obviously owns a Spider-Man franchise, to be able to capitalize because they've been selling um, PlayStation 5 as the best place to have anything Spider-Man. Sony mm-hmm. are releasing a 4K UHD Blu-ray, which will work on the PS5, uh, which has got Homecoming, Far From Home, and Into the Spider-Verse on a three-pack. Now, it's a cheap way of getting those 4K UHD yeah. Blu-rays, but Sony are also leveraging Spider-Man's f- popularity. Do you think there was pressure from above to get someone who looks a little bit like um, a supermarket's own brand, Tom Holland? It kind of does look like it, right? That's the first <laughs> thing I thought. But they've also released footage of the actor that they mo-capped, mm-hmm. who it- is this guy. They've managed to capture his likeness yeah. completely. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. Let, let's see how it pans out. Let's let's go with what Insomniac say. They're hardworking people. Yeah, um, like it's a totally different face design, but it's Peter Parker. He's gonna be in a, he's gonna be in a Spider Man costume most of the game. Fine, so you might get over it. If it was like a whole total redo of like like Gerald from the Witcher series, I can see being fans more upset because you play the whole game with this character. Yeah, and now he's totally different looking for the. You know, I can see that. So it's just the face. Like I said, see what happens. If it sucks, it sucks. If it's good, it's good. That's all you can do. Well, it is what it is now, Bobby, as to say. Question, though. Did we miss anything? Do you, dear listener, have an opinion or take on the news we miss? And let's face it, Bobby. No doubt I've insulted someone's cultural heritage during this first preamble of the show. No doubt I've insulted thousands of people's patience. Um, and I'm sorry because we're super grateful for you listening in. We're super grateful for all the support that you get the show. If you've never popped on iTunes or wherever and give us a review or five stars, do you know what? Every week we churn out what's could be argued is slightly above average podcast. Free of charge. Get your violin out, Bobby. Okay. <laughs> all right. All we ask is some reviews. We haven't had any reviews in you know, a long time. Well, we've got a new co-host now. We've reinvigorated the format. Well, no, we haven't reinvigorated the format, but we've got a new co-host, <laughs> right? I've moved to America. We've got a new owner of the show. Yeah. Um, we haven't reinvigorated the format because, let's face it, the format is that comfort blanket. 
It's that warm cup of chocolate milk you sip on uh, before is. bed at night time. It it's, it's the mother's loving stroke of your face and hair as you drift <laughs> off to sleep to your favourite lullaby. That's what this podcast is. And guess what? At the same time, it brings you news. It brings you a little opinion piece feature, be a history or whatever. Okay. We, I owe them, a, I owe them a, a history of soon. I don't know if we've got any consoles left, so I'm going to have to come up with something. Yeah. I don't know what. I've been we'll thinking of doing out. a magnum opus, Bobby, like something okay. like the history of the Grand Theft. <laughs> uh, what the butt cheek? <laughs> I feel cheek. like she's been working on the butt cheek for at least six days now. She just yeah, she's trying to get that right. This was one piece and sits staring at it for six weeks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where did we get to? Anyway. <laughs> So leave us a review, say nice things, tell a friend, download their phone, and even if they don't like it, you know what, it all counts. Tell everybody. And we haven't really, one thing we haven't really called upon, there's an elite squad of people that are on the Discord that really could class themselves as the unglorious bar stewards. It's not a swear word, don't demonetize us, Mm -hmm. iTunes. I can't wait to see what she's been working on. I'm dying to see it myself. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Uh, the uh, <laughs> especially after they hit the record button. Yes, the glorious bastards. We haven't given a call to arms for years. I don't even know, Bobby, if they're still around anymore. But like any good movie, it's time to get the glorious bastards back together. The boys the gamers outside doing whatever he's doing. We've got to recruit him. He's like howling Mad Murdoch. We've got to go down the road. We've got to get Adam. We've got to get re- with someone. We've got to get enough members of the team together to bust yeah. retro gamer Thomas out of the mental institution he's currently in. We've got to get him okay, out. So he can join us on one last mission to forward the unofficial controller podcast and foist it upon as many people as we can. If you're thinking, oh, what's all this unglorious nonsense? Get on the Discord. It's free. Come check yep. it out. People share pictures. They give each other support. They talk about the games they're playing. There's all sorts of stuff going on on there, as well as the Instagram and the uh, Twitter. Twitter. Over a 1,000 followers on Twitter. Mm-hmm. A social media forum that I thought was long dead, but it keeps rewarding us these days. So we'll put more effort into it if people are listening there. Other than that, Bobby, what's the means the collected masses could get in touch and let us know that they hate my guts and if they're going to replace any co-host, the, the, the unofficial controller podcast will finally be good when it's Bobby and somebody else and George and Tom have long <laughs> since left and, and the unofficial controller podcast is in, in the home and house of somebody else. How would they do that, Bobby? It's like you said before, Twitter or Instagram. Or if you really want to make George happy, you go to questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. If there's a man who loves an email, it's George. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I would love Zutamax pay <laughs> a king's ransom for us to have a questions at unofficial controller. And that sounds so legit, doesn't it? It doesn't sound Mickey uh, Mouse. It's not it questions at unofficial controller podcast at yahoo dot whatever it is. New, uh, I think of a tin pot country, but I also noticed the other day I went on the stats uh, for a while, Bobby. It's been a while. I went on there. We've had downloads on every single continent of this blue and That's green awesome. marble floating in space. That's that, awesome, to me, makes me feel like we're getting somewhere. Every single continent, someone's going to be walking down the street going, 
uh, rather than the annoying eight-bit tune that we have. That's what we do. Anyway, Bobby, <laughs> enough of the rabid self-promotionalists. Some would argue that we don't do enough of, considering that we're a weekly uh, video game show. Bobby, I'm in your hands. It's the time of the feature. This is the crown jewel of the Unofficial Controller podcast. Yeah. Business, bro. Look at me getting all American on you. Do um, it. Do you want <laughs> do it? <laughs> Stars and Stripes t-shirt on. Uh, bumper sticker in the car. <laughs> Supporting, uh, goodness knows what. It'd be controversial for anyone to say anything <laughs> yeah. in this day and age. So um, save the whales or whatever <laughs> it is that you have on a bumper sticker in the year twenty. 20- Whatever year it is, I don't know. <laughs> Medieval times, if we carry yeah. on the way we're going. Mm-hmm. Go for it, Bobby. This is your, this is your pl- train set. All right. So the best co-op games ever. Okay. There's nothing like a good co-op game, whether it's competitive or teaming up, uh, or teaming up to take out the bad guys. It's getting it's getting great to talk smack or getting to talk smack to your friend after beating him in Street Fighter Two. High five and then. After beating Streets of Rage 2, or even going, or even doing both of them on modern day console chat, I played so many co-op games with my father and sister growing up on the NES, with my sister and friends on the Genesis and Super Nintendo, with my friend Alex and cousin Danny on the PlayStation, and an awkward mostly solo experience on PS2, a revival on PlayStation Online with PS3, to currently killing zombies on PS4 with my boy Marlon. Uh, so many great memories from generations of gaming on several consoles. I have to say, I miss the old days of going to your friend's house, or they coming to you, sitting on a couch, ordering a pizza, grabbing a few drinks, and smashing the buttons of your controller in complete joy. Uh, even going to the arcade together and spending all your quarters on that game that fascinated you. Things have definitely changed now as online is king, and in a way, it's still pretty cool. Uh, as you get older, friends move, you have to work, possibly raise kids spend time with your significant other, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, uh, and spare time can be hard to find. So gaming online with a buddy can be just as satisfying, whether he's in your neighborhood or on the other side of the world. Uh, technology is bringing us together more than ever before. So using technology, me and Gorgeous George will talk about our favorite co-op games from past to present and broadcast to your ears wherever you currently are. We also read your experiences on your favorite games as well. And I have lots of great comments over social media. So let's get the ball rolling. I have lots of zombies to kill with so little time. That's beautiful. And that, to me, Bobby, your little ode to co-op gaming there sums up everybody's memories that we've had pouring in. Now, me and you have got some games to talk through. Uh, maybe we keep them to a minimum. We, we put our fans and listeners front and center stage. But just give me, in your opinion, your Top three co-op games. List them off. Top three of all time. Yeah. What you got? Oh, what you got on your little notepad that I can see in front of me now? What's that? Well, I just I just got each console I had, but a few games I just thought about. I've always played. You know, it might not be the best, but I I enjoy them. Okay. So for the NES, I'll just run run through them. We got uh, Contra, Balloon Fight, Joust, Teenage Mutant Ninja Two, the arcade game. Munches in My Pocket, Double Dragon, Jackal, Chippendale, Marble Madness, Blades of Steel, RC Pro AM, hitting a few. I played mm-hmm. a lot as a kid. Yeah. Uh, for the Super Nintendo, a lot of beat-em-ups, but mostly, you know, Knights of the Round, the WWF games, uh, oh, yeah. Super Double Dragon 4, 
Yeah. Turtles in Time, uh, Sunset Riders, Wild Gun, Street Fighter 2, Donkey Kong Country uh, franchise, uh, Goof Troop, Total Carnage, Superman. I play those loads and loads of hours. Go on, Red. Give it some beans. He, he made the light. He made the light. That was oh, amazing. wow. That was... That's rare, bro. I, I, I live my life for <laughs> one second at a time. Oh, well done, Red Diesel. Absolutely right. That was it. <laughs> He's um, from the deep south, is Red Diesel. Oh, he definitely is. Yeah. But the Genesis, Mortal Kombat, uh, Gunstar Heroes, NHL 94 is probably the number one game I played on the Genesis. More hours than all these games listed, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, NBA Jam, Contra Hard Corps, Streets of Rage 2. Golden Axe 2, Zombie at My Neighbors, uh, Separation Anxiety, with Spider-Man and Venom. If you don't know, that's the sequel to Mass and Carnage. Yeah. Uh, for the PlayStation, uh, I had Metal Slug, Twisted Metal 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Gran Turismo yeah. 2. Diablo was pretty cool. I never had played the computer version, but it was okay on the yeah. PlayStation. Obviously, yeah. it's better on the computer. I had uh, Gauntlet Legends, SmackDown 2. NHL 2000 and Loaded, which my friend had. Yeah. Which I can't find for some reason. But uh, really, it was an yeah. early Psychosis game, wasn't it? From memory, or was it Gremlin? One of no, them. That was, yeah, that was Loaded for some reason. Every time and I've checked Loaded, I had it when I really? first had a PlayStation. It's the top-down sort of yeah, yeah. brutal shooting game, uh-huh. isn't it? This blood and, and all the that. sequel, Reloaded. Yeah, Reloaded. Yeah. Well, I never played Reloaded, but Loaded it, was It's the same sort of story. Yeah, right. And I remember the textures being very good for an early PlayStation game. So although it was top-down, it felt like you were following this sadistic killer, I presume, it around, really. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I've seen it fetching quite big money these days for a PlayStation yeah. 1 game. So... I mean, I had it at the time. I, I got it because there was not a lot out in the launch window. Mm-hmm. Um, it was okay. But I, as we'll get to when we get to my picks, yeah, I, I didn't have many people to play with. So, I, I guess I had siblings and stuff. And lots of my friends live nearby, so I was kind of lucky, I guess, in a way. City life. The lifestyle I'm now enjoying. Yeah. Well, that's true, too. Yeah. So for the PS2, I have uh, Baldur's Gate. Champions of Norad, uh, Gauntlet Dark Knight, Gauntlet Dark Legends, Batman Rise of Sinto was my brother's first actual game he ever played. Uh, Twisted Metal Black, NHL 2006, X Men Legends, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Oh, that's a great call, Bobby. Awesome, that was awesome. I have uh, Def Jam, uh, uh, Vendetta, Star Wars Battlefront Two, The Warriors. Ultimate Alliance. Uh, for the PS3, I got Far Cry 3, Kane and Lynch, Army of Two, all of yeah. them, all, all three of them. Uh, Castle Crashers, Dead Nation, Dead Space 3, Lower Croft Garden of Light, which, you know, our boy also liked that game. So thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Saints Row the Third, NHL 13. And then PS4, I just picked. The most recent, apparently I played a lot of online, which I didn't even think I did. But looking back on the PS4, I'm like, wow, I'm really probably playing more online now with my friends than PS3. So, Mutant League Football, mm-hmm. Diablo 3, Street to Rage 4, Darksiders Genesis, For Honor, 
NHL 20, Overcooked, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 Online, uh, Gauntlet, Friday the 13th, Zombie Army 4, you know, bing. <laughs> Vikings, Wolves of Midgard, Bro Force, and the Deadly Tower of Monsters. All Should of these we, games I played. We'll just let the listeners know people. that you are actually getting sent stuff by Rebellion for your constant promotion of their game. They should, 100%. I think I should be some kind of... I'll, I'll sell for them, sure. Why not? Yeah, fair enough. Well, very good of you to support your English cousins. I didn't have an Xbox, but I did play loads of, you know, Halo, uh, Left 4 yeah. Dead, Hunter yeah. the Reckoning. Um, on the GameCube, we played Mario Strikers forever. And then the 64, well, obviously GoldenEye. That was amazing. But I never had those, but my friends had them, so... You know, it's good to have different systems, I guess, different friends to play different games. My my experience of uh, co-op gaming... Now, let, let me just clear this up, because in my mind, co-op gaming is a game where you're working with somebody to form an end goal. In your mind, is a co-op game just something that you play on, play with a friend, whether you fight I mean, hundred percent. technically, the definition, yeah, it's like working with a friend. But I feel like any time a friend's over, at least for me back in the day, like we could play a game together. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, versus or helping. Okay. That's technically what I did. Because if I didn't play a lot of fighters too much. So both of the games for the PS4 probably all like really helping each other. Whereas you see, some I, of it I've, was mixed between both. I've discounted but, some titles because you know, because I've had great memories of like Die Hard trilogy, me and my mate getting round, mm-hmm. getting some long neck seeing us boys and uh we weren't legally able to drink at the yeah. time but there's, there's ways and means we'd take it up to my bedroom <laughs> we were working you know yeah, full-time yeah. adult jobs so you know it, the drinking age in the uk is a little bit different to the us here obviously <laughs> i've only just turned 21 so i'm only legally able to go out and have a little supper supper in the uh, bars in the us but at the time no i'm, I'm joking <laughs> i'm a little bit older than 21 um, but in the uk you're allowed to drink 18 I think it's 18. It's probably 25 now or something ridiculous. But at the time, it was 18. Um, it made me laugh. You can, you could, at the time, you could smoke at 16 in the UK, but you couldn't drink till you're 18. Really? Yeah, how, how weird. Yeah, that's strange. You're right to kill yourself a bit rolled up leaf, but you're not allowed to drink these uh, rotten uh, apples and uh, corn that's fermented into alcohol. That's absolutely <laughs> off the table, pal. But that rolled up bit of leaf, yeah, you can have that. This 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 bit of rotten leaf with water? No, you can't have that. Oh god, man. No, that's dangerous. No, that's absolutely that could kill you. This bit of rotten paper, you're fine with that. Uh, anyway, so we took these up there. We played games like that uh, as teenagers, uh, and then when I was younger, I didn't really have many friends over. You, you know, it's a little bit rural where I live, so you, you couldn't just have someone rock up that afternoon because it involved like a quite a long bike ride across windswept Fenland. So my, a lot of my co-op memories and I've, uh, some of them with my father, this wasn't mm-hmm. a co-op game, but Micropro's F1 Grand Prix, he would do my pit strategy and I would race. Or if my oh, friend, cool. if my friend came over from another um, village, uh, it had this real interesting idea to allow two player. It didn't do split screen. You raced so you qualified, you, you did laps each to qualify in the game. Mm-hmm. So you could play season mode through together. And me and this guy called Terry Blow came up with our team called Bugatti Quest. He was a little bit more of a historian than I was as a youngster. So he knew of this old uh, 
uh, French, I think Bugatti's French from memory. It was Italian. I think Bugatti's French. Um, write in, let us know. DM me, whatever. Um, Bugatti, and we, I had this collect this uh, sort of encyclopedia that was a part work about science at the time called Quest. And he said, oh, let's call the team Bugatti Quest. And I was like, that is amazing, Terry. Uh, and Terry was always the cool kid in my eyes. He had a 3DO and all that sort of stuff. And he liked things like Porter's Head and he got into Britpop and all that before me. And yeah, I, I always kind of like, I wish he was listening now and he gets some joy from these sorts of memories. And if he is, I implore him to reach out. Or if he listens to 20 years from now, it's like, oh, I'll listen to this, this, this crazy looking podcast about co-op gaming. And he hears this. That would be beautiful. And he sends you an email. Oh, they, yeah. I, every now and then, I think when uh, Corona hit, I sent him a message on LinkedIn and he responded, but he's such a cool cat and probably thinks I'm such a weird nerd that he doesn't even <laughs> reply anymore. Uh, and I respect that, you know. I mean, when I was a youngster, I'd imagine I was a real acquired taste as well because I was a little bit <laughs> a little bit out there. Uh, anyway, so what he would do is you would do a lap each to qualify, and then when you race, the person who qualified highest up the grid did the start. And then you would do so many laps and it would give you a countdown. And once the countdown hit zero, the AI took control of your car and it loaded up your, your mate's car. And then it gave a countdown and then he took control of his car. So the AI wow. raced for you while you were, and this is in 1992, the AI raced for you and, and conformed to your strategy while your mate waited, um, while your mate raced, and then it would give a countdown again, and then you would hand over the control. There's a set number of times, I think you could do in the settings how long you wanted to race for and when the intervals happened, and you swapped over. And to this day, I've never seen a game do that since, where it would use the AI to race you. Uh, and that game was very, very ahead of its time. If you looked at it now on YouTube, you'd be like, Jesus, bro interesting though um but it was a very realistic 3d simulation a lot of the time when you see like racing games of the 16-bit era on the mega drive or the super genesis you basically ride into the screen and the road snakes around in front of you this was an actual 3d rendering of the whole circuit that you drove around with undulations and a lot it was a proper driving simulator it was incredible uh it was named after its lead programmer jeff crammond as well he'd done some other very similar games, but on, on a different scale, like Stunt Car Racer from memory. Uh, my other one is, again, with my father. It was a game called Micropros. Uh, well, I'm saying the same game again, Bobby. Someone cut my tongue out and sell it on eBay as a liar's tongue. Uh, F-19 Stealth Fighter. Again, both of these games I've talked to death, but my dad would sit on the keyboard and do flaps up and select missiles and change my hood and select the waypoints and select the next target. And I would fly and fire the guns, you know, like a real pilot would do, yeah, and yeah. a real co-pilot combination would do. And we'd take off, do a sortie and come back. And that game again had campaigns in Iraq and Northern, um, Northern Russia and loads of different simulations and scenarios that would play out very, very realistic, especially for the end mid, you know, the, the Cold War era of the late 80s, early 90s, it was very SAM site orientated and the F-117A hadn't been officially released. The game was called F-19 because no one knew if the F-117A was even a real plane. But you could, in the menu, select to fly as the F-117A. It was basically just a reskin. Other good memories that I've had, you know, since out of character for a second obviously i've got a couple of kids and i've collected retro games and things and i've got to experience 
co-op gaming with them really having the childhood i never had relived through the childhood of my own children yeah so i've got some great memories of uh streets of rage sonic 2 um hyperstone heist streets of rage 4 as mm-hmm. well that i played through uh with my boy on playstation 4 um got some good memories of playing halo Again, when you're playing two-player, one of you driving, going yeah, absolutely awesome. crazy while the it other person's really uh, doing the gun on the warthog. Uh, Zombies at my neighbours. Had yeah. some real good memories of playing that through. Another one that um, my cousin Ben, another cousin, not other cousin, but another another cousin. Me and, me and Tom <laughs> had many cousins. Um, me and he used to come over and we used to play games like um, Chaos Engine, uh, which is a top-down shoot 'em up game, uh, Gauntlet 2, mm-hmm. I think, on the Atari ST. Just stuff like that, you know. I, and the best co-op game ever, this is like the biggest cop-out of a feature ever yeah. because we're not actually going to stick this title on any of them because I think, to me, it, the best co-op ga- game ever is probably yet to be made. And, and Or whatever just hits your heart, bro. With the whatever pulls your heartstring yeah. i think i think you could say oh but you, you mentioned that game and technically all the critics said that game was better so maybe that's the best co-op game ever like no Mm-mm. it all depends on how many sweets you had on that day who was yeah. your best friend that afternoon who had what on what console who came around and did whatever and co-op gaming can't be done solo and mm-hmm. you know i didn't have many co-op games so i used to play a lot of one-player games to friends taking turn about. Now, co-op gaming, Bobby, I would say, is all about friends. Yeah. And we see our listeners really as friends, especially those ones that have got to know us over the Discord over the years. And I can say that now over the years. Yeah. The podcast's been going a little bit longer than it should have done, really. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> it continues to drag forward like a a liquid starved man about two miles into a desert that's 200 miles long. We've already, we've already given up at this point. Water, water will be hallucinating in a minute and thinking that there's an oasis over the corner. Looking and Daffy Ducks. die. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, our listeners are our friends. And, the f- and we ask them, as we always do every week, to get in touch and let us know what they thought was the best co-op game of all time, in their honest opinion. And Stephen... The beloved Stephen calls himself AKA Road to Thinner Me on, I think, probably every social media platform. Anyway, we just know him as the most awesome, loving, giving human being. He's such a wonderful person. Yeah, take some time out of your day to wish him a good day, as he wishes everybody a good day. He's messaging, he says, Bubble Bobble. Another great choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, come on, who seriously can't complete it alone? Who can seriously complete it alone? My, my, my readout error, not your typo there, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Not me, smiley face, agreed. Another one I've played. I don't know if anybody else has played this, but there's a game I called... I played it. I'm playing, thinking of a slightly different game called mm. Pang. Ever played Pang? Pang. Yeah, yeah. it was like... you heard of it. You... I think it was called Pang. You basically used the little gun. You were a guy that moved backwards and forwards on the screen, and these balls came down that had bounced around and you had to shoot them um, oh yeah like a, a limited arc you could shoot the gun straight up or yeah possibly like yeah degrees of range like you know 90 20 180 maybe yeah yeah well the way you described it it sounds sounds very 
very familiar, but I've never actually played it. Okay, well, there we go. So thank you for that one, uh, Stephen. Next, we've got Game Racer. Is a man. Yes, this kicked off a whole wave of emotion for me. He says the Chaos Engine is one of my favourite co-op games of all time. You ever played that, Bobby? Maybe on the Genesis? Is it on the Genesis? Yeah, it's on the Genesis. It got released on the Super Nintendo as well. It's like a No, top- I'm going to play it now, though. Yeah, oh, you definitely should look it out. It's a top-down game. Um single player or two player it's a lot easier on single player from memory on on two player from memory and it's a steampunk almost british empire future british empire uh, steampunk shooter game and i think there's four characters there's one called the navi obviously they're the people the big strong people that were digging canals and doing all mm-hmm. the industrial stuff by hand in the uk before machinery he's one of the characters i think he can be brigand i can't remember the other characters maybe the gentleman and the preacher and the other characters and they've all got wow. different traits and weapons and you're walking around these sorts of areas i've got a little bit of steampunk in them and stuff and if i made the game Oh, I'm having a blank here, gamers. I'm so sorry. I, I, I would Google, but I feel it's cheating, Bobby. But you'll find it easy. No, I'm going to definitely find it. Um, I want to say it's Ocean, but I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I want to say Codemasters, but I know that's not right. Um, anyway, uh, who's next, Bobby? Uh, Digital Monkey. Yeah. He says, the first street to rage for the Mega Drive. Ooh. I have no idea how many times I competed at with different with so many different people. Uh, so much fun over the years, and also the cause of most arguments I had with my wife over the years due to her inability to avoid punching me at the worst moments. <laughs> it may not be the greatest in the series, but it's the game beyond uh, behind my best co-op memories over the last 20, 25 years. Yeah, yeah Streets of Raider, I just played that for the first time with my nephew. Yeah. He never played any of the Streets of Rage when he was over here for the week. Oh, wow. What did he think to it? He thought it was amazing. Yeah. Because he saw Street of Rage 4 on the PS4 and he's like, oh, what's that? I'm like, you don't know what Street Rage 4 is? He's like, no, I never heard of it. I'm like, well, we're not going to play this. We're going to play 1. We have to play 1 to play 2, to play 3, to play 4. Yeah. I, you know, playing <laughs> 1, it's got its own unique qualities. Mm-hmm. But if you went from 2 or 4 down to 1, I think you'd be like, hmm. And yeah, some no. of the bits in it and the nods you wouldn't really get. So yeah. putting him on 1 and giving him a schooling. Yeah. I it's probably one of the it's probably a slightly harder one to get to grips with than two because they nailed it in two you know the two pick up the, and playness of it is right yeah. there two and but, four is like right almost same level for me yeah I, I really enjoyed four mm-hmm. uh, comic picture 79 the man you can win a piece of art from if your comment uh, is deemed good enough by the illustrious Bobby he's now in charge of comments he does take uh, bribes uh, <laughs> comic <laughs> picture 79 aka Adam He's got his crayons out. He's drawing Red Diesel. He's drawing uh, Finster Gamer in his loincloth. I'm disappointed we haven't seen that yet. He's drawing... uh, Who else did we come out with today? Was it just Red Diesel? Dave. Dave the taxi driver. Every episode, Dave's been here. Yeah. Eva doing a sculpture. Sculpture. (laughs) Sculpture. What even is sculpture? Sculpture, friend. It's called sculpture. It's not called sculpture. It's just called sculpture. Sculpture. Either doing a sculpture with a chisel in a hairpun. Uh, he says, uh, great subject. One of my all-time favorite court games is Halo Combat Involved. Once it came out on the 360, you could co-op with the screen uh, all over to yourself and comms over the mic. 
changed the way my buddy and I perceived what a co-op game could be. Absolute game changer, especially those levels with a warthog. Tactics changed as well with an attacker and a support player. Simply brilliant, and a formula that's only gotten better in other games over the following years. Games such as Destiny with the raids have taken console co-op in a new direction with a group of puzzles tough as nails mechanics. Cannot stress enough how much I love co-op. Gaming, four players, solid objective and brilliant team banter elevates games to being greater than some of its some of their parts. Honourable mentions to Alien Breed on the Amiga, though. Brilliant top-down co-op shooter that had all the touchstones of an absolute classic. Fair enough, Adam. I think uh, good call on Halo and uh, Alien Breed. I watched some bigger boys play that when I was a kid, and I know it's got a, quite a rabid reputation in the Amiga world. So, yeah, as always, stellar choices. Shame you can't win a prize, unless you want to send yourself a prize. I don't know. That would be a waste of a stamp. Just uh, leave it under your doormat as a present for yourself. Who's next? The show's own Hannibal. Yeah. Not Hannibal Lecter, but Hannibal no. from the A-Team. Mm-hmm. Howling Mad Murdoch. We know yeah, him Retro as... Gamer Thomas. Yeah. Hashtag RGT. That's his his rapper name. That's his pseudonym. He says, I love couch co-op games and have great memories of blasting through some games with my mate. Back in the day, it was Streets of Rage. Again and again, we would blast through it. Then there's Golden Axe, fantastic beat-em-up with mates. Red Star is an awesome game on PS2. Uh, Beat-em-up shooter. More recently, I had fun playing uh, Lara Croft, Temple of Oasis. Fantastic Tomb Raider spinoff. Currently, I'm starting Streets of Rage 4 with a mate. For more classic couch co-op action, uh, also, as far as co-op online go, I had a great time playing through Resident Evil 5, Resident Evil 6 with a mate. Plus, the four of us now have Strange Brigade for online playthrough. Can't wait. Retro Gamer Thomas, wherever you are, whether you're at work, halfway up someone's <laughs> drive delivering a parcel, or banging around a cell somewhere in a uh, penitentiary in New York, get down on your knees. No, I'm being serious. Don't just start laughing, friend. Don't just start laughing. Oh, what's George got me doing? Listen to me. Get down on your knees. I don't care if you're in the middle of a post office somewhere. I don't even care if you're in your van. Pull over your van. Get out. Get on your knees. Clasp your hands together. You do it. No, I don't care if you're on a roundabout or you make space and time. Get down on your knees. Clasp your hands together. Look up at the sky. Imagine me in the clouds, you dirty rat. Not one mention. Not one single sniffing mention of Farming Simulator. Say sorry (laughs) now. I will know when you've heard this part of the show because I will get a message on whatever medium you choose to send me one with, like, I am so sorry. To me, I was going to get to this. That was one of my favorite co-op experiences of all time and he's left me sat there with digital crops rotting in the ground while he runs around 1930s egypt pretending (laughs) to be a gentleman explorer with his other mates you've got some explaining to deb's babs to do pal (laughs) uh but yeah some great choices there resi five and six obviously yeah they were good co-op style to resident evil which was interesting obviously there was a lot of games that went through a shift in the uh, mid-2000s where multiplayer was everywhere. And if a game yeah. came out, didn't have multiplayer in, it was dead. Yeah. Bioshock 2, let's nail some multiplayer on the side of that. 
Resi, let's rebuild it from the ground mm-hmm. up with the idea you're going to play it with a mate. There's some good games come out of that time, yeah. one would yeah. say. Uh, I'm going to thank you for your comment, Retro Gamer Thomas, but you're in the sin bin until you can find a way to crawl out of it, you sniveling rat of a man. If you... <laughs> <laughs> Someone who's in my good books, Bobby, because they are a new, new listener. listener. So this is Juan GD30 CE12, but I call him Tijuana. I like what you're doing there. Okay. Do you think so, there's like? Do you think if you look at GD30 CE12 and imagine numbers and letters in the place of these, like, do, is there a word there, or is he just? I don't know what he's doing. To be honest, I should ask him. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm curious now. I know he's not 12. That, that I do know. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's a young adult man. <laughs> and uh, he does uh, ornamental. Yeah, he is a. Uh, he does ornamental work. What is he? What is he? A young adult man. <laughs> it's a young adult I don't man. know why that. Hearing you say that was just, I don't know. Just <laughs> That's a young adult man. A young adult um, man. Right. He does uh, metal soldering. You'll see. Welding. Well, yes. That's couldn't think of the word. Thank you. Welding. He's he's a welder. He's a welder. I saw some of his uh, his some of his work is pretty good. He's a he's a he's a construction worker. Welder. Oh right. Okay. He's up Empire State. No, whatever, because that's built. But he's up. A, <laughs> he's hammering them. Things. He's welding steel together. This, is, a, this, really? is, our, this is an uh, 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 your American cousin from California, actually. All right, he's a man's man. So he says definitely has to be Smash Bros for N64 and Street Fighter for the NES. Even though I do miss playing uh, split-screen couch co-op with my siblings, I do miss a good old Duke Nukem and 007 as well for N64. Mm. 007 is... I don't even remember playing the game. I only remember playing with my friends in split-screen. The four-corner... Again, I... I I... I, I, I remember the single player quite well, but I do remember that with friends, you know, and, and like, stop looking, you must be looking at my screen and all that banter. I 100% and, knew every single map. I knew where you were hiding. I knew where you were. It was awesome. It makes you go on the edge of your seat, like, oh my God, he's coming for me. Yes, I am. <laughs> you can see me running yeah. to the tunnel. I, I would often, if I was hiding, I would point my, my camera down Try so my see. friend couldn't see where I was. <laughs> the best part you, about that is when you're looking from the view, you see your friend hiding, and you see your other friend sneaking up on him, and you're like, you idiot. You don't see him come up. Yeah, he's you're not watching at the floor he's trying to hide. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> talking awesome. to someone who doesn't need to hide, I messaged him today because he, he had some pictures on his uh, Instagram story. Mm-hmm. Harvey Retro looks like royalty. He's like a uh, an 18th century duke or earl. I was just about to say that, bro. He, he He's really a modern-day duke. He is, isn't he? He's got that fine bone structure. He looks like he should be walking around with those ruffled collars, promenading with his good lady and taking tea outside the folly at He's the, the end kind of, of the person morn. that I can hear him just speak the alphabet, and I feel like I learned something. That... Harvey Retro was the puppet master in series one. Harvey Retro now, I want to see, like, I'm sorry, Adam, but you're going to have to get all your crayons out because I want to see almost like a Renaissance painting with the ruffles and then 
um, Harvey Retro's head on it uh, with his moustache and all that. And he's holding like a telescope under his arm. This is going to have to be a really good drawing. Or whether you Photoshop it, I don't really know or care. And then I want it to look like it's on a canvas. So Harvey Retro can print it out, put it in a big gilted gold frame and hang it in his hall. Like that's, yeah. that's my, that's my great, 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 great grandfather. And everyone be like, oh, wow. Yeah. You really are an Earl. It'd be amazing. He says, I think Streets of Rage 2 claims the top spot. And there's loads of classics. I remember me and RH Magic loving Chaos Engine. And time splitters. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. those two were games I didn't like. I didn't expect to like as much as I did. And he mentions RH Magic, and as if by magic. <laughs> now I don't think RH Magic, unless there's a name change going on here. I didn't check when I downloaded the comments. So apologies, but one feels one probably hasn't had the clap. Not the clap, but the clap. <laughs> New listener. RH <laughs> Magic chimes in with got to agree with Harvey Retro's Streets of Rage 2. Might claim the top spot. Although I did love Streets of Rage 1 too. Have to shout out Toe Jaminil, which is an absolute great pick for co-op because you work together towards an end goal together. And NBA Jam 2. Now, I didn't put NBA Jam on the list, but for me, when me and my boy play NBA Jam, my, I love it. Yeah, it's so good. I like playing it either cooperatively or in person. It's amazing. Oh, you can do it cooperatively. Can't yeah, you? you can just take your little thing and bring it over. We won yeah. the championship. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's someone who's messaged him before, so he's obviously a glutton for punishment. His name's Rob. The what is it? Rob the H iPad. You know what D eight could be? What? Designated hitter. Could be designated here. It could be Darling Husband. Ooh. Like married that. to an iPad. He's a man that loves technology so much he's decided to become a Darling Husband to an iPad. I like it. Puts it in a dress, puts it in the corner. A little bit like, uh, what's the guy who puts his mum in the loft and uh, keeps her alive and goes up and speaks to her? What horror movie is that? Oh, uh, Psycho? Not, no, not Psycho. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is Psycho. Yeah, Psycho. Anthony, yeah. what's his name? I forgot his name in the movie. After the actor, but that's psycho, yeah. <laughs> that was uh, when I first saw that movie. I kind of. What am out. I doing? What am I doing? I'm taking the job of being the bad guy of season two way too far. I'm insulting someone who's got off their backside. They've messaged in to this slightly above pond scum podcast. Uh, I, re- I found out the other day there's like 12 million podcasts. Do you believe really? that? And we're in so the. We're upper- like seventh? Yeah. Figures. Exactly. So we're we're in the we're in the we're in the you know when you empty your bath and you leave that trail of dirt around it at the top. It's called a tide mark in the UK. I don't know what you call it here in America, but uh, dirt, a dirt the, ring, dirt ring. Okay, <laughs> we're. I think in the UK a dirt ring is something very different. But we'll. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> oh God. Anyway, we're at the very bottom edge of the dirt ring. Oh, not that dirt ring, but. That's why we call it. Uh, I'll move on. He says, <laughs> "I'm." A, <laughs> he's he's not a dirt ring. Okay, we're dirt. I'm a dirt ring. You're really amazing human being, Bobby. Um, you're a very very gracious host. I'm a simple human being. He said, "I see Street of Rage Two box. I give a like." So. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know why I'm giving them a clap. That's the new listener noise. <laughs> Every time I see a show now and people clap at the end, I'm thinking that's a lot of new listeners. Yeah, I do the same. <laughs> Can you trademark the clap? Not the clap, yeah, sure. but the clap. Can it become? Can I? Can I sue any time I see someone clap and be like, ah, 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 ah? That's ours now. That's a royalty. Pay me money now, big boys. Yeah. See people cheering and clapping at a football game, not soccer. That drivel that the British play. I'm talking where guys get round in shoulder pads and uh, shout at each other and throw a pigskin about. That you know, it's funny. I would always prefer your football or mine. They call it your football. I'm not because British anymore. I don't want to call it soccer. It just hurts my heart to say that. So I, I just say NFL and football. That's what I'd always have said. I can't soccer. I've never heard of that sport. Who's playing it? Nobody. Oh, Who you mean the origin of the name soccer comes from? Who knows? Some guy was like, nah, we're not calling it because you can't talk about football and confuse the people in America. Because we don't have, you know, we have like horse... Uh, Blinders on football could only be, you know, our football, not you know the world's game. Literally, the world plays it. Yeah, with their feet, you yeah. know. Football, that game that you play with your feet that yeah. you actually use your hands for. <laughs> <laughs> but damn it, Bobby, I'm trying to be American. You know, I've moved here to be close to you. I want to fit in. I want to, I want to get one of those big foam hands, and you know, we're not allowed out because of Rona and all that. <laughs> yeah. But I want to get on the side and give it the big wave and eat chips and drink in a sports bar, maybe even attend a game if I can remortgage Tom's side of the apartment. But that's another story. (laughs) Uh, Now, talking of someone who's got the intimidation factor of an eight-foot quarterback, C. Pliskin. What's he got to say for himself? Mine was the original Lego Star Wars from 2005. It was one of the few games I tried out first through the UK PS2 magazine back when they were still being made. And I still think it holds up incredibly well through its visuals, character abilities, and memeing of the scenes of the film. Really waiting to see how the Skywalker Saga version goes. That was a pretty, pretty cool game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My brother. And, and to be fair, co-op, baby. My favorite part yeah. is when Darth Vader pulled out a little picture of Luke. That was... Classic. I don't really remember it. I remember playing that was, through. That was awesome. Was it on PS2? It was definitely on PS2 mm-hmm. that I played it, but I, I played it originally and loved it and then never got back to it. I have seen the over commercialization of Lego games kind of put me off them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when that first original trilogy and prequel trilogy came out, it still felt kind of fresh. Yeah. And it was one of those games that up until that point, Lego had made games like Rock Raiders and Turbo. Turbo Tracks or whatever it was called. And they were kind of on the periphery. It was really kids' games for kids. Mm-hmm. But Lego Star Wars was a collect-em-up. Co-op as well. Yeah. Really crossed all the boundaries. Oh, you guys Adults were buying. Collect-em-up? That's what you guys call them? Yeah, collect, collect-a-thon, collect-em-up. Yeah. Why, why we say collect-a-thons? Yeah. I never heard of it. I like that, collect-em-up. I like that. Collect-em-up. Never heard of it. Yeah, sounds cool. I think I just made that term up. Hey, listen. Get it trademarked. That's Get it, it on a T-shirt. Get it trademarked. That's it. Yeah. More work for Adam today. Want a t-shirt saying collect them up. <laughs> anyway, King GP Icon 79. He says, my favorite now. No. King G- King 
I'm calling King him P. King GP. It's King P. King P. Underscore Icon 79. I've probably got your name wrong more times than ever, and you're still messaging in. To that, <laughs> you deserve a medal, friend. He says, my favorite co-op is TMNT4 on the snares. Me and my cuz put a lot of time into that one. My favorite memory was the night we were playing. I had the window up, and right in the neon Night Rider stage, all of a sudden, we hear a, hey, we hollered like James Brown. It was these two chicks we were told to come back and completely forgot about being wrapped up in the game. Not my finest moment, but a memorable one. <laughs> Laughing with the squinty eyes emoji. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that, bro? <laughs> you met two chicks and you're like, oh, wait, I forgot. <laughs> come back, yeah. Let's just, uh, oh, God, there's, there's women in the house. Here's a man who's taken a break from lifting old school Victorian weights outside on the boulevard in New York for for change. It's Finster Gamer. Says these are so there are so many great games that you can play cooperatively with others. But my favorite true cult game actually requires team play and a level of competency from the partner is the Army of Two franchise. Love the aggro system and cooperative maneuvers that come up in later games. Now, that reminds me, because he does his reviews of games for his, mm-hmm. his website called Downright... So Square. I always get this wrong. Downright Square. So mm-hmm. Downright, Downright, Downright Square. Square. Yep. It's simple, isn't it? But not for yep. me, because I'm an idiot. Every right? Thursday on my um, eat-em-up post, mm-hmm. it's Mackinac, my picture. Okay. Then I am an idiot. I'm socially media inept. God knows how the show even got started, Bob, because you know, most of the time my phone's upside down. But he did a really great review of a no what no, a way out, it's mm-hmm. called. Yes. A EA game. It was now, really good. I had that on my list. Thought we'd save it for now. Give Finster mm-hmm. and his his, yeah. his little team a little pop out because their website starting, mm-hmm. you know, say so starting, it's looked fantastic from the get-go. Great little yeah. website to go. And obviously follow them on the social medias as well. Get yourself uh, following the mighty Finster Gamer. Uh, but that review of Way Out, really good. I've enjoyed that game. Mm-hmm. I've played it through with my previous co-host, the now incarcerated Tom. Um, I think we're meant to be getting an invite to his wedding okay. soon. That would be great. As He's marrying the uh, big Rick, as he's known, inside. Might get him a soap on a rope, you know, for his uh, wedding present. <laughs> we'll get him two. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, played it to him. And then <laughs> this was a little awkward. I played it through with my teenage daughter as well recently. I said, oh, what should we do? Oh, no, we'll play this. And there's moments of male frontal nudity in the showers. And Bro. So that, when I my brother it, did that, I was shocked. I, I, <laughs> I did I, not expect that. I, I totally forgot on that bit. Or maybe me and Tom were talking and we started playing. Oh, and I was God. like, oh, you'll like this. It's really good. We've got to work together to get to this end goal. Then boom. Many boys in the showers with his Johnson out, and I'm like, oh god, I could have crawled up so small, I could have crawled down an ant hole, right, and then got lost in there. They would have tripped over me. That's how small I was. An ant would have tripped over me. I tell you one man. Moving on from my embarrassment, I tell you one man, Bobby, that's now spreading his tendrils around the unofficial controller podcast, like I don't know, a multi tentacled squid, Johnny. Sisland Gaming, as you call oh, him, or that's what I call him. Island Gaming, which okay. makes a lot more sense. 
yeah, whichever name. Okay, I think he's even added underscores. Is he not? Was he one who added underscores? I can't remember. But somebody else did that. But it was funny. He supports us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He supports us on Instagram. He supports us by putting hashtag Stingray's boot. Mm-hmm. The only thing stopping Johnny's Island Gaming from going full VIP and getting the royal flush. Now, message now, Johnny, if I've got this wrong, you're not on the Discord. He would be welcomed there like royalty, mm-hmm. like Odders. If he got the royal flush and went Discord, it he's in it to win it. What part of the show would we name after Johnny Island Gaming? Um, Sisland's Boot? Or Island, Island Gaming? Island Gaming. <laughs> I, don't even, I, I don't even want to pretend I know where that voice is from. It's very edgy. Big Shack. <laughs> very edgy. You know, Big Shack. Maybe Johnny, if he gets in the Discord, it's going to be Johnny Island Gaming presents the news. All right? I like it. Well, what can I say? Sponsored by. I think I said the end of the show was sponsored by someone else the other day, didn't I? But I've forgotten. Many people can sponsor the show. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a rolling platform, isn't yeah. it? But he might, yeah. if he gets the raw flush, he goes full time. Mm-hmm. What's he got to say for himself, Bob? Because this is, should be dear to your heart, friend. Yeah. He said, my all-time favorite co-op game is Chippendale Rescue Rangers on the NES. It was a really, really Let's cool game. <laughs> he said, some other memorable mentions was The Streets of Rage and Star Wars Jedi Power Battles on PS1. I have so many great memories of playing those games with my siblings. Jedi Power Battles on the PS1. Get the guy a soda who's just gone top of the class. That is an incredible choice. If Tom were here, he'd be cart, flapping, cart flipping. Back. <laughs> you're either back flipping or you're cartwheeling, pal. Make your mind up, Tom. You'll end up snapping your spine in half. He'd be doing one of those <laughs> gymnastic maneuvers backwards through a hoop right now to hear that being said. Someone else who can backflip through a hoop. Ezlo and Midna, see what I did there? That's called a Linky Poos, where I'm from. Great memories of completing the Ninja Turtles arcade game back in the early 90s with my twin brother in the Pier Arcade in sunny Skegness. We weren't very good. We just had a massive stack of coins and that we kept pumping in until we'd beaten the final boss. We must have put in £15, which is a lot of money 30 years ago. Yes, about 30 quid. So well done on that. Yeah. Ezra Midner is from Lincolnshire, which like I was before I swam myself over to the <laughs> uh, US of A, Bobby. And Skegness is uh, a much-renowned beach resort in Lincolnshire. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, this man mm-hmm. up next, I feel... I feel like he has the tightest grip. He does. He has a grip so tight that not even a four-mile-deep pothole could unlodge his grip. He's a man that probably needs royal fanfare at this point. He's been on more shows than Tom. Right? (laughs) And that's saying a lot. The only person who's been on more shows than Odders is me. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I've missed a shift yet. His name is Odders underscore UK, just so you know which country is represented. Bobby? If you don't know, it means United Kingdom. Yeah. There might be some people out there. You never know. You never know. It's possible. They could be young, you know. They might think, oh, is he from Uruguay? Uruguayan mm-hmm. Kingdom? Mm-hmm. 
Is he from the Ugandan kingdom? Yeah, see? Could be, couldn't it? Maybe he odders is and we're playing fools. Ooh. Anyway, Bobby, I feel this week, odders can only really speak in an American accent. What's he sound like, friend? Now, just like this. Back in the day, it would have to be <laughs> beat-em-up classics. <laughs> like Streets of Rage and Golden Axe that are my co-op bread and butter. Although, depending on who you played alongside, these could erupt uh, into arguments, whether it be accidentally or intentionally hitting the other player. Taking what they perceived as their power-up or health, or by simply arguing over who was which character. Growing up, you quickly found out one of your mates you could play co-op beat-em-ups games properly with, and those you could not, which I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, two games I could remember competing in one, in one sitting with a friend. Uh, one who I could play beat-em-ups with was Streets of Rage 2 and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Hyperstone Heist, which compared to, let's be, rather honor, let's be honest, rather rubbish NES version, I was used to playing was like playing the arcade game in your bedroom. Yeah, too right. Good times with the uh, advent of online play. Couch co-op was on the uh, wane. But thankfully, with games like Unravel, A Way Out, and the brilliant Future Rage 4, couch co-op will hopefully live on. If there is a truer statement, that's the statement that could be the true statement. I think in future, Odyssey's comment should be delivered on a you know those little cushions they bring crowns forward mm-hmm. on that's what his comment should be in a gold envelope we should give sh- a little theme song just before we say his name okay a let little me write tune. that down um, a little you know a little two second that's it that. but just record maybe, that and use yeah. that every time I'd, beautiful I'd, we've lost since Zootamax bought us we've lost <laughs> Um, Phil the producer he didn't come as part of the deal I'm afraid so someone's whoever it is um, what's the Mexican name uh, not El Bucho the boss because he's going to ask someone to do yeah. it he's his production team I don't yeah. know any of them we, we email on the show and it comes out or we'll copyrighted up as Zootamax Media uh, they can maybe cut that up and do something with it either which way we've got one last comment and one last new listener. listener. Now, there's a bit of self-promotion going on here, but goodness knows we might as well give them a pop. They call themselves the Swedish Bananas Podcast. Wonder what we can make out of that. The Swedish Dish. Banana. Banana Spodcast. <laughs> Spod. <laughs> they say Super Swift, Stroke Firepower 2000 and Contra. Obviously. What were we thinking, not to mention that? What were we thinking, not to mention Gunstar Heroes? As we said at the top of the show, yep. it's just all different strokes for different folks, isn't it? I would say, Bobby, unless you've got anything really to uh, add to that, that's a great little community feature, best game co-op game ever. I think mm-hmm. the involvement that we got from people was inspiring. Um, maybe there's people who didn't make the show for that. I apologize. But it's always next week, buddy. It's always next week, pal. Um, if you're not messaging, most, yeah, <laughs> messaging. But there's one man. He can't keep a good man down, Bobby. Tom tried to stop him calling around listeners' houses and selling his wares. That lasted all of about however long. And as soon as he was incarcerated, Stingray knew he could ply his wares. It's time for listeners' Stingray. Let's take a peek 
in the in, there's a fly in the apartment, Bobby. I'm not keen on it. It's an American fly, so it's massive. It's obviously been on roids, eating all that corn-fed stuff that you've oh, got. 100%. It's, uh, it's huge. It feels like it could rip my head clean off and wear it as its own. <laughs> when uh, you can hear him and feel him, you know it's a big fly. You know it's a big fly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, listen to Stingray. Time for a peek in what we call Stingray's boot. If you go onto Instagram, you can do this along with us. You type in hashtag Stingray's boot. On Instagram, you click on the section called recent. If you've take if you've recently bought some tat, obviously Stingray doesn't really go to your house, but if you if you've bought some tat or you've been up to summits, you've got some geek related stuff that you want to share with the world, you feel proud, your game room or whatever, you put hashtag Stingray's boot, and every week we go through them. First up, it's the Duke, the Earl of Retrodom, the Earl of Horror, Harvey Retro. He's got, on his slick-looking turntable, he's got a copy of the Top Gun soundtrack. That uh, audio system setup he's got there looks exquisite. One would have to imagine that only a lord or a duke would own such a, a vinyl uh, turntable as that, Bobby, without, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. 100%. Quite a cool soundtrack. I'm not that big on the film, to be fair. I'm like, oh, it's an amazing film. Film's <laughs> okay. Soundtrack is fire. Yeah, yeah, the soundtrack is fire. I'd, I'm, I, as always, Bobby, we're aligned. <laughs> we're aligned. Um, next, we need to invoke some black magic Papashango style. Sharaban? Sharaban. Sharaban. And through Instagram, he rises like a corpse from the grave with his ESP series. It's a new one on me. He's got Never heard of backs, any of these games. Forwards and backwards. Probably a JRPG. Sharaban likes to arrange pictures of his collections. Uh, someone else who likes to arrange pictures of their collections and every week sends in something from their museum. It's underscore retrovisions underscore. Get it right on Instagram. This week he's got the designer's pencil instruction kit for his Atari. He collects old Atari Rammel. Here he is. This is how he three steps into his royal flush. <laughs> Johnny Sisland Gaming. <laughs> well, you may know him as Johnny Arling Gaming. We don't even know anymore. He's a rabid fan of the Vita. So in my eyes, to be honest, if he was wired up different biologically, I would want to... Uh, or maybe I would, because he's, in my eyes, he's now a king. I would have to get myself wired up differently. I would father... I would mother his children at this rate. You know? <laughs> he gets in the Discord. I would change my last name to Johnny Sisland Gaming. There you go. He's got a... <laughs> <laughs> where the hell do i get this wrong it's not even scripted this part i just come out with this ramble uh anyway he's got a copy of the streets of rage 4 in a mega drive box which i think is yeah. part of the pre-order set uh he's got them all lined up there oh that streets of rage 4 steelbook looks yeah it's beautiful bro Mwah! The artwork That's in beautiful. that. I wasn't too sure, but I always played it with the... I know you're not going to agree, but I always played it with the retro filter on. So it if, if I used the retro character, retro no, filter. No, no. no I, I played the idea. whole thing through with the retro filter. It gave me the most glee. Um, but the art style, I thought, was absolutely incredible. So there you go. Here he is. He's obviously on a convalescence from uh, <laughs> the penitentiary. We need to bust him out to reunite the unglorious bastards, but it looks like he's been doing a uh, 3D jigsaw with uh, my name's Millie and Tommy's girl 71, who is uh, 
his beloveds. They've had a busy, they've had a lovely family day, haven't they, doing that together? That looks pretty cool, man. Yeah, it does. I don't know what street it's meant to be. Maybe he'll tell us. Maybe when he's got up off his sniveling knees. It's Diagon Alley. It's obviously Diagon Alley. Do you know yeah, what? Yeah, it is. Check your hashtags, George. If you yeah. were cool with the kids, you'd know. There's a picture of him putting it together as well. It says Diagon That's Alley. That's from uh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter and the Lightning Thieves. Percy Jackson. Oh. I'm mucking about. Is Harry Potter. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I tell you what, I for many years diagonally was lost on me that it sounded like diagonally, diagonally, diagonally. Uh, oh yeah, I I never knew. No, yeah, yeah. Um, next, the Barber Who Games is a man with a a collection that probably even Queen Elizabeth II envies. Oh, Wrecking uh, Crew, another great co-op. Well, not co-op, but I mean another great two-player game. Wrecking Crew. That's what Mario's in there. Really? You ever played it? No, I think I have. It's like uh, you can choose any level from like one to ninety nine. Yeah, and uh, there's like a the eggplant man, and uh, I think Foreman Spike, which had to you know take you out and hit you with a hammer. But that uh, sounds pretty cool. You could be before or in the foreground or background of the walls or doors, and you have to strategically think how you're going to dismantle and and uh, you know do demolition on this building because if you demo a ladder you got to restart the level you can't get up but you also have to be careful of the enemies coming to attack you how so you could and cool is you that? could work together and help each other or you could just you know hit each other in the head and watch the guy fall down to the bottom floor it's pretty pretty fun wow up next uh i'm gonna press like because do you know what if no one else, if I don't, no one will. It's the unofficial controller podcast. That's us. They've got their weekly post in there asking for comments. This time it was a couple of pads thrown down, some Starburst stroke opal fruits, and a copy of Games Master, which was an artist magazine with a uh, PlayStation rental case from Blockbuster. Because in my mind, I was trying to conjure up the spirit of um, renting a game with a mate, a two player game, bringing it back, playing it through. So it was, uh, Streets of Rage. That's sort of like Gaff and I photo. 100%. That's what you. That's the vibe you got? 100%. Well, as soon as I saw the rental movie case, I thought of Blockbuster. And I thought of eating combos with my boy playing video games. Wow. Then I, I achieved what I hoped to do. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed throwing that one together. Game Racer, he's, he's getting close to getting the trifecta as well. <laughs> There's a bit yeah. of a race on to be the next member of the Unglorious. I think the next person to link it up is is ingratiately invited to, to join. It looks beautiful. Yes. Got like a, a Saturn there, Game Racer again. He's got some Battlefield gameplay. Uh, yeah, I tell you one thing, Bobby. Again. You can't keep a good man down. Mm-mm. Here he is. Boom. Again. Johnny Island Gaming, he's got his Sega Master System Visual Compendium, a Super Famicom box art collection book, it looks great. pixel art book. This guy, he loves a good coffee book table. Yeah, that's awesome, actually. That's really cool. He's got more, he oozes more style. I wish, I if I added all the style I've ever had in my life together, I couldn't even be one of his hairs <laughs> in his left eyebrow. <laughs> I wouldn't even be that. 
I'd be that stray piece of genital area hair that fell down on the toilet bowl in comparison to Johnny Island Gaming. That's what I am. You look down and you're like, where did that come from? He's just sat there like a little snake. Oh, my God. Have I molted? Where did that come from? Just leapt out my body and went and sat there. And it's like, oh, I better sort that out, you know. Or you're leaving a bathroom, a a friend's or a family member's house, and maybe you're at a party, and it's like, oh, I need a wee, I need a wee. So you're in the cum, and as you turn around, there it is, like a little Zebedee spring of hair, like sat there, like, oh, I'll let them know you just... Like a little slinky on top of the Yeah. I'll let you use the facilities, <laughs> but you didn't properly clean it up after yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. Just a hair, you know, I'm not bothering anybody, but there's enough embarrassment here. Yeah, there's enough embarrassment here. <laughs> That's what I am, all right? That's just so everyone knows. Retro Gamer Thomas. He's got a, a Starling box for Battle of Atlas. Ah, but he's got the Star Fox edition. Yeah. Gone and tried it. It's cheap. At the end of the day... Like everybody else who bought that retro gamer, Thomas, you can throw the box in the bin, you can drop kick it, clean out into the wheelie bin, friend, and just set that up as a Star Fox toy uh, ornament in your house. Game Racers slapped up another copy of another bit more. Oh, 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 I messed up. He's got Battlefield Bad Company 2. It's a Bitmap Brothers game. I do not mm-hmm. deserve to live. People were screaming at their podcasts earlier. Oh, going, from earlier today. Oh, he doesn't know who made the Chaos Engine. What an idiot that made Xenon 2. Actually, somebody wrote in this comment, everything Codemaster made, I love to play. But you were not really wrong. Uh, that's because surely they've got Richard. Did they make Richard Burns Rally? Where are we? Where's the Codemaster games? Uh, uh, in the comments. He just wrote that. Oh, well, I, I, I'm i still sub-scum. I, I don't deserve to probably even draw air. Radbash Gaming comes up kicking and screaming with One Punch Man on the PS4 Need for Speed, Dr. Mewtwo on the original Xbox, and Beetlejuice. It's the right time of year. Uh, punk, oh, I love punk, that movie. Punk, <laughs> God, I can't say it. I love that movie. What are those vinyl things? Funko Pops. Right. Why did I want to call them? What did I call them that time? I've given myself the fraudulent noise of this. Oh, I don't remember what you called them. It was, I don't remember. Funko uh, Pops. I just got to myself for the first time ever. And guess what I did with them? What did you I do? opened them out of the box and I put them on a shelf and I threw the box away. I don't even know who you are. Because you know Why? Why? everybody to see them nice what ones did you get i got michael myers yeah and jason Voorhees. nice and on the way it's freddy krueger and i'm done i'm out i'm out i'm done that's it i just need three <laughs> that's what they all say here's a man who said i just need three oscat tv and now he's got a whole probably extension of his house built out of pop funko boxes yeah uh, he's got I don't even know what he's collecting anymore. It's Creek. It won all the awards at the uh, Golden Globes. I've no idea. I'm an uneducated moron. Uh, oh my goodness gracious me. He is he's ready. Back. He is the Prince Regent of the Unofficial Controller podcast. It's Johnny. He's a guy, right? 
mm-hmm. that makes he loves his sister so much he's made a land for her yeah right an island an island yeah <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> that's what that's what he did he's got a box of and mafia game. defensive edition which i do want to buy but i want to wait yeah uh, control, which I heard was phenomenal. Yeah, Bloodburn, Bloodborne is amazing, but that box art is really cool. Yeah, that box art is part of the hits. They did a re-release of the hits. It's got a, a card, just slip case that goes over them, and there was a reissue of the artwork for all the. Uh, I think there was uh, Bloodborne, oh, wow. um, Horizon, probably. You know, all the sort of oh, PlayStation okay, okay, okay. essential hits have got reissued with that card slip case. Radbash Gaming. Not wanting to be outdone by the young upstart in the boot. He's got himself a copy of the same game on PS4, Mafia, and the reboot of The Magnificent Seven, which I haven't seen, but uh, maybe I should look out. You're shaking your head. You're saying, don't waste your time on it, pal. Underscore retro, underscore visions, underscore, underscore, hashtag dot following. He's got a copy of Choplifter for the Atari XC. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> here he is there arriving he is. in a gilted carriage pulled by four white stallions immaculately turned out the he Duke looks himself. he has a he has one of those hankies as well he, he he drops the window down and he looks through it as mere mortals and he, he sort of waves it at us while breathing through a pomade of lavender because as mere mortals we stink to him it's harvey underscore retro the, it's a really cool looking cover box of Silent Hill 2. That, I believe, is the card slipcase of the two-disc special edition. I own that myself. For some reason, I think it commands some sort of strange amount of money for a, a mass-produced game on the PlayStation really? 2 here in the UK. With that card slipcase in half-decent condition, probably going to cost you a bob or two. So, uh, being a duke as he is, he's he's not sure of a bob or two is our RV Retro, I've just decided. Someone trying to shill off our artwork as their own. I don't know what <laughs> slimy, ragtag son of a gun this is, but they're trying to pop their own show. Some would argue it's better than this one. Some would argue it's the greatest <laughs> podcast in gaming. It's Bobby's underscore world underscore podcast, hosted by the most handsome man, Bar Harvey Retro, on the internet. He's a man <laughs> whose voice could launch a thousand ships. He's a man whose voice could part a thousand hips. His name's Handsome Rob Seven. He's got himself last week's episode's post, which was the. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to download the MP3 of this show, Bobby, and you want to have that as your new intro, you're welcome to it, friend. <laughs> I just ad-libbed that. I don't know where it came from. Oh man, that was awesome! It's the, yeah. I just uh, try to get the I try to get the American viewers to, you know, click on the link, give it a listen. I've become one of their fellow countrymen. I've got IRS stamp. I'm paying my taxes. I've got a green card. I aren't working currently because of the Rona. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? Tom's place is already bought and paid for, and there's enough tins of dog food in there that I can survive another six months. Snicks? I don't know what Snicks is, but six months in this country, absolutely fine. Welsh Game Hunter must have smelt the spirit in the air. He's got a copy of Star Wars Episode One Jedi Power Battles. Copy of Disruptor. Both of those on the PlayStation. And then he's waded in deep and hard, Bobby, with a copy of a cool spot for the Master System. There's a lot in here this week, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Rat Bash Gaming again, Looney Tunes the movie, uh, with Brendan Fraser. Whatever happened to him, he's probably rolled up in a rehab clinic, 
probably mm. addicted to twiddly winks or something crazy, something lowbrow. Uh, a copy of Kermit's Swamp Years. Uh, Pap, uh, no. Uh, Soka, no. I don't know who that is. Some Star Wars figurine and some mm-hmm. Pokemon tat. Sharaban! 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 Got a copy of some. Castle of Shigami uh, hat for the PS2 and Xbox 360. Looks actually uh, just something sits right with that 360 box art on that yellow cover. Radbash Gaming. I don't know if this is the full turn of the wheel. It might well be. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, we'll give him the last pop out. He's got some magazines, new and old. He's got some Pop Funkos. That's how it starts. So it ends, Bobby. You're just getting two, and then there'll be something else that comes out. It'll be Jason Voorhees with a sweater and a coat. Then it'll be Jason Voorhees with a different mask. Then there'll be eight-bit Jason Voorhees. Then there'll be sixteen-bit Jason Voorhees. Then there'll be Jason Voorhees have whatever. Then there'll be the reissue of Freddy Krueger doing some sort of puppet master stuff, and you're like, oh, "I've got to have that, bro." And then before you know it, Eva's wondering what the hell's happened to her, her <laughs> wonderful husband because he now looks like a pop Funko man. That is the end of the listener stingray. So it's time for the real deal. The new release highlights framed around the idea of the man that brought us because we all had one and just looked different to us all. Um, the games, the videos, the whatevers on a weekly, monthly basis is stingray's boot. Now, what's you been up to this week, Bobby? Any ideas? Like what, what I saw him last doing? Yeah. Drifting. Of course. He, didn't, he drifted a couple of weeks ago, but I'm going to give you the state. I'm no, he drifted reversed last week. Now yeah. he's drifting normal. So he's definitely right. trying to prepare for something. Uh, maybe. Also, he drifts left but looks right. I do that if I've had too many coronas. Not the... Oh, not the disease, the uh, uh, the uh, beverage. Adult beverage. Yeah, the adult beverage. We, we shouldn't say that. No, <laughs> it's a kids' show, uh, and it's it's a show that parents can listen to in the car without fear of me saying something. Well, I've been right on the edge. Like, Dad, what's the pubic hair? <laughs> the show was designed so I can have it on in the car with the mm-hmm. kids in the back. It'd be absolutely cool. It's the show I didn't have to turn off, and now it's getting edgy. Now it's PG thirteen. <laughs> Unbelievable. What's this show become? I don't know. You should rein me in more, okay? It's your job to rein me in. I'm the bad guy now. You're the good guy. You're the champion of light. Paragon <laughs> I'm scum. Alan uh, Wake. What was that? Alan Wake. You know, flashlight. Ah. Love it. Oh, yeah. You, you guys couldn't see it. I waved my hand like a flashlight. You know, One day, maybe we should... In front of George and... I thought everyone can see it, apparently, but they can't. They can't we'll, here. We ought to record this one day on video and put it out there. That'd be cool. I don't know what they'd expect, but it is what it is. Just two dudes with headphones on. <laughs> I th- what I think is he's racing red diesel for pink slips. And if he carries on the way he's going, red diesel's going to end up having nothing to drive. Mm-hmm. I live my life a quarter second, a t- quarter mile at a time. <laughs> not without a car, you don't red diesel. You get into a racing betting game with a mighty stingray, you're going to end up with nothing, not even a house to call your own. You'll be living on the street with Finster Game and lifting weights. Trying to earn yourself 
a 15-minute car, let alone a 10-second car. It's time for a peek in what we affection call Stingray's boot. What's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy copy of Battlefrendal this week? These are the new relics. New relics. These are the new headlights. <laughs> These are the new headlights for the headlights, for the highlights for the week, September 28th, October 4th, 2020. I've not bubbled it for a while, so it was, I was due. Listeners, these are out on digital or physical or will be by the time this podcast is in your feed, but could be region dependent. There he is. He's looking at me. It's like, you mess my intro up one more time and I'll snap your neck like a twig. All right? Then I'll take those innards and I'll floss with them and throw you to the ground like that thing that you left on the side of Johnny Sislin Gaming's toilet bowl. Yeah, pube. I'm edgy. If I could speak, I would say so. You're absolutely right. You're denim-clad hero. You just calm down, okay, Stingers? Don't get angsty with me, pal. Don't get your chest out and bump with me. You don't. Who's first in the boot? Have you got a mummy mummy? And what is your VHS highlight? Oh, I have them. I have everything. You got it. Okay, right. Um, how far down the list are we going to find you? Uh, second to last one. Something's gone terribly wrong with the boot because I know Star Wars was in here and now it's not in here. That would have been my mummy mummy. We've ended up with barely anything. Okay. So Stingers, sorry for the technical issue, friend. Yours is the second to last one. That's a good pick. Mine would have been Star Wars, but it's not on here. So now it's going to be this first one. Spelunky 2. PC, September 29th. Spelunky 2 builds upon the unique randomized challenges that made the original a roguelike classic. Offer another roguelike. Oh my god. Uh, offering a huge adventure designed to satisfy players old and new. Meet the next generation of explorers as they find themselves on the moon searching for treasure. And most importantly, their missing family. I never played Spelunky. Me neither. Guilty secret, but it's mm. not one I'm uh, scared to admit to. Yeah. Up next, we got The Walking Dead Onslaught or PC VR. PSVR on September 29th. Uh, there's no rest when survival is on the line. Step into AMC's The Walking Dead and prepare for an onslaught of walkers as you assume the roles of your favorite characters from the show and confront the horrors and humanity of this apocalyptic new world. Okay, well, I've just as a word of warning, I know Stingers is trying to pedal this on. There was that Walking Dead Saints and Sinners game, and that was reviewed very well, and everyone was like, oh, amazing. Walking Dead Onslaught. <laughs> it's made by different people. It's not so good a game. I'm warning you. I'm just warning you, listeners. You heard it from me first. Saints and Sinners, Walking Dead, what is that? It's uh, one where it's a spin-off of The Walking Dead, and every, in the day you go around and collect up bits of uh, like loot and things you can find to... Uh, build shivs and stuff and at night time oh, okay, okay. they chime the bell in the town and that brings the zombies and you have to kill them and it's, it's quite a cool little story around it all but it's very visceral and very you, you're taking them down like they're doing the show this okay, walking okay. dead onslaught I, I don't know it's a cash in or quick grab or whatever but up next on the I don't know what my... My mummy mummy would have been Star Wars Squadrons. Apologies for the absolutely terrible amount of curation that's gone on this week. I, I, I sooner you find a new co-host, Bobby, the better. This show Listen, can go on even to on our, Even if it's a bad week, for the good week, doing a show with you, bro. You don't know how much that means to me. You know, I'm so lonely. I know we Are live we- together now, but... I don't. Nope. I've, I've I've moved to a whole other country, and I know that you made me feel very welcome. But inside, 
I felt lonely, sad, and a little bit down. You know, the Rona's got everyone locked up and isolated yeah. away. And you've reached out to me now. I know we've hugged and, you know, you've got your hand on my thigh right now. Mm-hmm. To be honest, it's edging up a little bit too closely. I'm getting a bit of Epstein vibes. You know. Just, just call it down. Okay. Hey, All right. Once I start, bro. Oof. To be fair, I'm getting a reaction I didn't expect to get down there. Uh, I'll make of it what I will. But you've touched a man. Literally and physically and metaphysically, you've touched a man. Uh, (laughs) The dad's like, that was their third strike. Turn this filth off. Unbelievable. He moves to America, he loses himself. God knows what's wrong with him. I remember the show was good and he used to live with their mum. What's this? Uh, Either which way, Warsaw next out of the boot on the PS4, September 29th. That's how you bag yourself an exclusive. You get an indie game, you get it first. Next up, it's on the Switch on October 1st. And then Xbox. Feel like they want to step up and get it October, uh, October 2nd. All right? If you want to play the exclusive of Warsaw, you, you get it on PS4, friend. Warsaw's a challenging turn-based tactical RPG set in an occupied capital during World War II. Pick your heroes, select salvaged arms, navigate historic streets, stand up to occupying forces, and try to survive the 63 days of hell in this historically accurate portrayal of the Poles fighting for their city. There's a, there's a good story to tell there about the Polish fighting in uh, Warsaw. Very interesting. Yeah, sounds interesting, actually. Dave! <clears throat> He's stopped now. Yeah. Up next, we got Feather for PS4 and Xbox One on September 30th. Feather is a multiplayer game about exploration, relaxation, and immersion. Transform yourself into a bird, take flight, and enjoy zen-like, picturesque landscape on your own terms. Swoop, glide, and backflip your way around mysterious locations to uncover hidden paths that, not, that only birds can follow. That, to me, right? I don't know why, but Adam's been charming on about this bird game. On, on the Discord, if he likes bird games, he might really like Feather. But if you had a pick, let's say you're in a store, you yeah. have 50 bucks. Yeah. Are you going to be a bird or are you going to be a plane? Are you going to be a plane? You want to be a plane? You, 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 I, I mean, can a bird really go from New York to Paris? I don't, I don't think so. Possible. I don't know how their endurance. Well, they do fly a long way, Bobby. Uh, Canada yeah. geese not only go in Canada, they come to the UK. So technically, well, it could be argued that the, 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 the birds are able to almost... Probably uh, go further, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Although hmm. they still need to stop for food, which is their fuel. That's true. Any, any, <laughs> has Matt Hijinks total meltdown on the PC? Yes, yeah, as bad as it looks. October 1st, Hanford's pet fox has been kidnapped by the cleaners. In hazmat hijinks, you'll need multicolored hazmat suits for protection as you traverse chemical spills, walk through radiation, and battle the cleaners in your quest to rescue Hanford's furry friend. It made it in. It survived the cull of whatever I pressed in the, on the keyboard, the deleted Star Wars squadrons, <laughs> but not hazmat hijinks, no. No, 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 no. Or Wise Origin mm. for the Switch, October 1st. The perfect mix of action, exploration, and story with screen-filling bosses, unique platform, platforming elements, and innovative puzzles. I did not know there was, uh, there was more to these. This is the origin game. Ah, yes, so, of course. Am I even a gamer? Are, are you even? Now, this Question is your mummy mummy. 
Yeah. But uh, he's a marsupial, so it's Crash Bandicoot 4, mate. It's about time. <laughs> PC. Yeah, I don't know why I said it was on the PC because it's only available on the PS4 and Xbox, friend. October 2nd, it's about time for a brand whomping new Crash Bandicoot game. Crash forward in time. See what he did there. Shattered adventure with favorite marsupials. Neocortex and entropy. <laughs> There's a gag a minute here, friend. Or back at it again, launching an all-out assault on not just this universe, but the entire multiverse. Right? Crash and Coco are here to save the day by reuniting the four quantum masks and bending the rules of reality. New abilities? Check. More playable characters? Yep. Alternate dimensions, mate? Obviously. Redonkulous bosses for sure, mate. Some awesome source. You bet your sweet jorts. Wait, what? They're actually jorts? Not in this universe. There you go. Yeah. If Activision, one of you reach out, we want to use that. Zero cost, zero charge, zero pence. It's this dares, right? They can have it. Who says I'm not a man that gives? Oh my god! You can't god. even speak. What's up with you? You never seen an Australian <laughs> before? They're a little bit like American people, but they speak a little bit like, <laughs> you know, just differently. <laughs> they speak like from the backwoods. They do. Yeah. They. Yeah. Well, some would argue, okay, mm-hmm. that in in the UK we've cleaned up our accent be more queen's english river thames as we would call it uh, thames english as, as it's been known colloquially but the actual sound of the english dialect as was is closer to american or australian so we exported our own language and they retained it and we changed the way we spoke to be more pronounced and more hello there old boy hello there i've been so if you want to find out how maybe shakespeare sounded uh in the you know, back in the day, because we have no recorded way of knowing how we mm-hmm. sounded like, some um, vocal dialect people have surmised that you want, you're looking at a mix between American, uh, which obviously has German and other influences as well, and Dutch and all that sort of stuff, especially in New York. Mm-hmm. Is this a history podcast as El Buccio from Supermax Media? <laughs> Shut up, George, all right? We get the idea. Australian people sound like people used to in Britain. Move on. Okay, let's sing Queen on PS4, Xbox, and Switch October 2nd. Sing alone or share the stage with friends in compelling game modes while you follow in the footsteps of Queen, the biggest rock band ever, with the legendary lead singer Freddie Mercury. Let their music take you on a trip through different decades. Master Bohemian Rhapsody. Challenge your friends to the bicycle race, bicycle race, oh, what the do is? Or rock out to hits like We Will, We Will Rock You, or the song that, let's face it, wasn't famous until Vanilla Ice used a riff. Another one bites the dust. Don't hate on me. I'm only joking, Queen fans. I want to break free. The song we all do our laundry uh, laundry or house housekeeping to. If you've not mm-hmm. seen the video, Bobby, go check it out. So I imagine you hoovering the, uh, <laughs> the lobby after Eva's done her uh, sculpture. And we are the champions, my friend. And we'll keep on fighting to the end and that god i've been slick today in between references to pubes i've been oiled up and i've hit the gym that my friend is the end of the boot it slammed it shut he's jumped in it it would have been slick if i would made reference to the fact i was doing a link but i did and therefore one would argue it's the so it's the lower form of the dirt ring you find on the bath the lower <laughs> meniscus of trash um those that paid attention at the top of the show, Otters, who's been heading down Route 66 at 
50 miles an hour because that's the maximum speed limit. Okay. We're in the US of A now, Otters. Don't be doing 70, pal. You get yourself a ticket from a highway patrol, man. And do you know what? When you're in the backwater of nowhere, that doesn't get paid in dollars and cents, friend. That gets paid in blood and sweat. And tears. <laughs> tears. More than likely tears first, and then the best <laughs> will follow after. Bobby, i got to ask you this. What are you hoping to play? I'm going to try to finish up Zombie Army 4 and then move on to Strange Brigade because who needs a palate cleanser after you play Zombie Army 4? I do, but Let's just let's just knock them down. You rack what are you up them play? multiplayer. What, 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 <laughs> what? You don't normally ask me. I normally have to force my opinions on you. Uh, this is very strange. Uh, what am I going to play? I'm going to play some more GTA. I'm going to play some Star Wars Squadrons. I'm going to finish uh, God of War. Hopefully, I'm going to get God of War and GTA finished, and I can give you my humble opinions on how they stand up in the year 2020 of our Lord. I know, Donham and I, they've changed that because I think many people got it confused with the pizza delivery firm, so they're now called it CE and PC. No, what mm-hmm. they call it? Common Era and before Common Era. Like, yeah. I'll tell you what, all those, that <laughs> library full of books that we've got, been them, all right? Because uh, people don't believe in Christ anymore. I don't know if anybody did, but it was a nice way of measuring time. It was. I think so. right? but forget that now, okay? <laughs> Burn it, because it's offensive to someone. Uh, something that needs burning because it's offensive to someone, Bobby, is this show. Uh, so with that uh, all said and done, it's time we probably crawled out through the medium of the intro like we do every week. People are like, oh, are people even still listening now? They kind of know I've said what I've been playing. And now they're going to miss this little Easter egg. I don't know what it is. Odders was going to get out the car and he's wait, said to his mum, no, we can't get out yet because George hasn't finished speaking because he might say something profound. You're going to be waiting for a long time. That's all we've got time for this week, listeners. As always, thank you for wait, the time. Wait, wait. Wait. Oh, every you week. You forgot it Every again. week. Oh, before I get to, <laughs> before I get to the what you've been playing, you need to say, George, hold up. Slick as a link as you're doing. Yeah, it's like, well, I've got to derail this car. Too slick. We the break, bro. The brakes. The VHSs. <laughs> so anyone who's hung on is going to get the Easter egg. Uh-huh. It. The only reason they listen to this show is to find out what piece of nonsense trash VHS I'm going to say and what piece of nonsense trash VHS you're going to say. So, Bobby, for the informed, cultured, and respected listener that waits all the way through 100% listener record, achievement unlocked, trophy awarded. Bobby, what's your VHS pick? What did you grab from the boot as I slammed it down? The Exorcist. Great pick. I like what you're doing there. I'm going to come in from left field. Mm -hmm. Imagine getting all the Brat Pack big hitters together. Mm -hmm. Imagine if you rocked up and said, I've got Tom Cruise on the tape. Yeah, right, okay. Bar is religion. He's a pretty big hitter in Hollywood. Why did you bring your religion into it, George? All of a sudden, everyone's turning off. I'm a Scientologist. No offense. All right, okay. It's a bit left field for me. Okay. All right, forget that. Imagine if you got Brad Pitt in the room. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> Imagine if you got Christian Slater in the room. Ooh. Imagine if you got Fandy Newton in the room. Imagine if you got Kirsten Dunst in the room. Imagine then if you wrapped that up in a vampire story and called it Interview with a Vampire. Whoa. Yeah. 
That's my that's, VHS pick. That's awesome. You seen it? Yes, I did. A long it's, time ago. It's a bit corny now, but I should imagine at the time, people yeah, left no. the cinema feeling like they'd seen something pretty powerful. Yeah, definitely when I first saw it, I was like, wow, it's pretty cool. See, um, I saw it maybe two, three years ago. Again, not as cool as I remember, but it's still not bad at all. I think it's still worth watching if you didn't, never saw it. Yeah. Did you and, know uh, that... Um, equal, what, Queen of the Dam or something? Yeah, although the writer, the actual writer of the books doesn't want anything to do with Queen of the Damned. Oh, really? It's from the same series, but apparently yeah, she yeah. wasn't keen because she didn't like what they'd done with the story. But technically oh, the third that. book's called Queen of the Damned and the second book's called The Story of... I think he's called Lestrade, isn't he? Oh, Lestat. Uh, Lestat. Yeah, Lestat. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and the yeah. second one focuses on him becoming a vampire. and in, in, uh, It's more of a prequel, but uh, yeah, Queen of the Damned. You know, I never read the books. I should read Me them. neither. I did a little bit of research because I was kind of swept away with uh, the film interview with the vampire. Did you know as well that River Phoenix was meant to be doing the interviewing? Obviously, he died, so they yeah. recast um, Christian Bale. No, that's not his name, is it? Uh-uh. Who am I thinking? Christian... Chris Slater? Chris Slater, sorry. Harvey Retro's just about... He's got halfway... He's got a fair... He, he doesn't write with a pen, he writes with a feather. He's halfway through a letter of complaint. He's like, scratch that. He was about to dip it in ink, well, bro. He was, wasn't he? Thank God we stopped. Dear George. I, <laughs> actually, I've just listened to the rest. I, I, I'm willing to take that as it. If you if you if 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 you humbly apologise now, I humbly apologise. I'm a retro. Fine, I've been this letter now. I'll call off the royal charter. We're all good. Uh, that That's pretty yeah, cool. he he gave his uh, Chris Slater then gave his um, wage to charity as a as a way oh, of wow. paying respect. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, I like that story. little nice. factoid there for you. Hey, that's cool. Um, so there's the Easter egg. That's give a reason for people to hang on. Yeah. Uh, anyone who didn't hear this, if you did hear this, you need to write in the Discord, I'm a 100%er. Okay? Guarantee you, we don't see one I'm a 100%er in the Discord between now and whenever that kid, that kid on the corner that's, that's sugar deprived, right? Yeah. Someone get it. Someone that's get Little it. Maria. She's always yelling. Someone get Little Maria quarter water. That's what she needs, bro. I actually see her now as the, uh, the kid in interview with a vampire that's what she is right but instead of blood she's got a penchant for sugary drinks <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh man that's exactly what yeah that's good i like okay. it okay right now i'm allowed to officially say that's all we have time for this week listeners as always thank you for your time we look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week until then happy gaming and remember there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller it's what you do with it that counts bobby Have a cracking week. I'll see you next time. You too, man. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.